Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Audio bandwidth for This Week in Tech is provided by Winamp for Android, the ultimate media player for your desktop and Android device, featuring wireless sync. Download it free at winamp.com slash Android. Video bandwidth for Twit is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Twit, This Week in Tech, episode 297, recorded April 17th, 2011. Six years and counting. This Week in Tech is brought to you by Go to Assist Express. If you're an IT or software consultant, up your competitive edge and grow your business with Go to Assist Express. For a free 30-day trial, visit gotoassist.com slash twit. And by freshbooks.com, the easy online invoicing service that gets you paid quickly and makes you look more professional. Get started with a free package at freshbooks.com. And by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to Squarespace.com slash twit. And be sure to check out their annual plans for savings of up to 20% off. It's time Here we go. for twit. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Champagne's all over the place. It is the sixth. Anniversary episode of This Week in Tech. And you know what's so cool? We got all of the original characters together again. We got the old band back together again. Here, Kevin, a little champagne. Thank you, sir. Kevin Rose. Let me pour you a glass. Formerly CEO of Dig, host of Dig Nation, uh, part owner of Revision, or I guess full owner of Revision 3. I don't know who owns Revision 3. And, and... There was something else. Oh, that milk thing. He's in a Belgian trance band. That's right. Called singer. Milk Inc. Kevin Rose, Part-time great to have drummer. you back. Thanks for having me. In the studio. Thanks I'm for coming to be up. Here six years. That's insane. Sixth year. We're yeah. going into our seventh year, and it is I'm just we really tape thrilled. This at the 21st Amendment. I know. Yeah, well that seriously. now I'm not counting that one. That was Twit Zero, which oh. you were all at. I don't know if Robert, were you there at the first one? I no, when I we think went I was to, like the second one. Yeah. I still have those MP3s. We still. Oh, have I could to play record. it if you want to hear them. We still oh, have them online. Yeah. If you go to twit.tv/slash one, there was no uh, video back then at all, right? It no, was all we didn't MP3. do video. But the first cool video was twenty episode twenty three. You recorded on probably a eight hundred dollar DAT player, and you could probably buy something that does that. That was crappier than that. Bucks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll tell you, you probably do it with the cell phone. It sound just. You, you want to hear the first? Uh, mm-hmm. All right, this we, is a slate. We called it Revenge, Revenge of the Screen Oh, yeah. oh, I had to bleep yeah, it because G4 says, please don't. Number one. David Prager is also here in the studio with us. Great to have you. Great to be back. From Revision 3. Also here, Robert Heron, Heron Fidelity. And uh, you were on the first one, weren't you? Yeah, I think it was uh, Robert, Kevin, Patrick Norton, and he's in absentia. Okay. David wasn't on the first one, but he was on Zero. So. Oh, okay, I wasn't on Zero. I was on number one. Here's Robert. Uh, and I was pulling you all up on Skype on one 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 instance of Skype. And then we had the backup with the dat record. Yeah. I mean, cheers, so cheers. Cheers. Wow, what a... Robert Tarrant. <laughs> so ten more years? Robert. Ten, is that all I get? <laughs> we, enter, we enter our seventh, our seventh uh, year of This Week in Tech. Uh, John C. DeVore, people say, well, where's John? John C. DeVore did not join the show till episode five. You're right, Kevin. Our first video episode wasn't until 23. We did that at the Apple Store. And I'm all sweaty in it because 
I, it was just me running around wiring the whole thing up, and I just worked up a hell of a sweat. I forgot was, it was video, I guess. That was challenging. And uh, R- Roger uh, McGuinn was with us. You were there the, for that, right? That one. Yeah, I, I remember I was one in the Apple store. Yeah. 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 And then we wild. started doing it in a bar for a while. Remember that? That didn't work out oh, so Oh, it was well. up here. Um, yeah. That was kind of fun, though. That, you uh, brought all those uh, Canon uh, XL2? That's what you got all around you. I yeah. bought those because I wasn't doing video, so I bought these cameras, uh, $14,000 worth of cameras, thinking we were going to do video, and then we abandoned it because it was such a bad idea. It was so hard to do it in bars and coffee shops. Um, came back here, continued to do it for audio. Just started video about three years ago. And now we're streaming uh, 40 hours a week. We had 55 million downloads uh, in the last 12 months, 5 million a month wow. now. Um, that is awesome. And we're building a 10,000-square-foot studio, which we can barely afford. So, <laughs> But you need it. <laughs> but, you, but you can see we're jammed in this room. I can't do any more shows. <laughs> you know, Tom uh, Merritt does, uh, does his news show, Tech News Today, every afternoon with this many people. And this was never set up for that. It was set up for me by myself. So, yeah, we're completely redesigning everything. And it's kind of fun. But you've been through this a few times, Kevin. This is well. You, we were in the upstairs bed or bathroom or something. Yeah, we the world's right? small, the smallest that room was in this. When we were sitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah, the show. I, I remember that. We were sitting on the floor. It was about you five years, or five and a half years ago. We did System Episode Four, mm-hmm. which was about oh, how that's right. it was how to podcast and like here's the best it example all of how to setup. do it from the, the as professionals you can get. And at the time back then, I mean, it was nothing even compared to this. Well, then that's why I wonder what, what, what netcasting or podcasting will look like in five years from now and in ten years from now. I mean, I think it's – when I was at – when we were at the NAB show, and Robert, next time you got to come. I will. Um, I'm sorry I didn't make it this year. It was, what was clear was that all of this $100,000, million-dollar broadcast equipment was just coming down, 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 more and more affordable. More and more people could do exactly what we do, uh, you know, on, on a small budget. So I think you're going to see a lot of networks like this. I mean, right now it's Revision 3, it's us, Callie Lewis's Livid Lobster. There's a handful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, there's... Is, is TriCaster still like the, the core for a lot of the small video it podcasters? It is for us. We couldn't do it without uh, the I don't see too many other solutions out there. Black for... Magic showed okay. a $1,000 box. I was very impressed. Hardware switcher. I saw that. You guys, what do you use at, uh, at Revision 3? We use a switcher. Um, you use a Slate? By... Broadcast Pick Slate? No, or... not Broadcast Picks. Who makes the switcher? It's... Darn it. I was going to ask Graham. Graham is your Pradopedia. Graham. His first failure. <laughs> Actually, yeah. We well, it doesn't matter. You, you spent a lot of money in there. But see, you had venture capital. And I think sometimes venture capital is bad for discipline because you have too much money you can spend. We've, we could only spend what we made. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. My new startup is all about the cheese. I'm so excited. Tell me about Milk. <clears throat> so uh, Milk is essentially uh, a small group of uh, developers and uh, one designer, myself as a product person. Um, Dan Burka. Yeah, Daniel Burka joined us as uh, our head designer. Your old, uh, he, was the, he was the guy who helped you with Dig way back when, Yeah, right? so Daniel, Daniel um, joined me at Dig probably two months in, and he turned my nasty, ugly, utilitarian design into something beautiful and he's elegant. He's one of the best designers out there. He's awesome. I mean, in fact, I want to ask you about Glitch, because you probably know about Glitch, yeah. but we'll ask you in a bit. But So this is Milk, Inc., the company's called Milk. Yes, it's called Milk. The website is milkink.com. Yeah, we're at Milk on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Milk. So all it says on the site, we build apps. But yes. what, is, what does that mean? So, mobile, mobile apps? Yeah, we want to do mobile. I think that mobile is a lot of fun right now. It's just such a, a really cool space, and there's all these new technologies like GPS and the cameras and all the stuff that uh, the accelerometers that you have access to that I've never worked with. So I'm just excited to build some new kind of next generation apps and like quality apps. So I you're just, the vision guy? Yeah, basically I've always been kind of a, a combination of a, 
um, project manager slash product guy slash marketing slash business slash uh, designer. So I'll, I'll create like wireframe designs and a couple different programs mm-hmm. I use. Hand them off to Daniel. It'll be all the kind of usability and flow of an application. So I'll say like if a user presses this, it goes to this screen. This is how this this button should function. This is what I want to happen here. And then I mock that all up with all the flow. And then Daniel actually makes beautiful, uh, you know, nice versions of that. We debate some of the features. And then we pass it over to the developers who then code it up. And the developers are also part of the group or are they going to yeah. be contract? No, they're all there. So there's a total of six of us. Uh, we have uh, two iOS developers. Um, one back-end kind of utility slash iOS guy that does a little bit of everything, does all of our back-end stuff. It helps us scale. Um, one BD person, and then myself and Daniel, the designer. No Android guy. No Android, but our iOS developers have done Android in the past. So, so they could. If something hits, uh, we're basically going to launch an Android version probably six months later. One of the things that you said, I think it was a TechCrunch interview, you said, we'll kill our babies fast if they don't if they don't fly. You're not going to waste time with a dud. Yeah, I mean, for us, we want to go after a couple of big ideas, and we know, you know, it's I could go and build something that is just, um, I don't know, a slightly different version of a really popular app that's out there, like, say, Quora or something like that. Uh, and you can do that, and that's kind of like, uh, it's an interesting space. I mean, like, uh, Yammer is a great version of uh, a tri- more private version of Twitter for yeah. businesses, and that's awesome. But we want to try some bigger, bolder ideas, and we know that some of those actually will fail. I mean, it's just bound to happen. So, so you're not. Ex- it's interesting because you're not an incubator. First, I thought, oh, it's kind of like Idea Lab, Bill Gross's Idea right. Lab. But you're not an incubator. Yeah. People aren't going to come to you. No, they are not. They're, you're going to generate all the idea. ideas. Right, exactly. So we have two or three ideas so, on the table right now. I love this that we want to go after, and we're going to build one first, launch it. Iterate on top of it, you know, spend a few months working with it, and if it doesn't work out, we'll just shoot in the head and move on to something else. I'm super excited for this, knowing knowing Kevin fairly well, and I think you know some of the things that you're best at is coming up with really cool, innovative ideas, and sometimes they're good, and sometimes they might not be good, but right. you always have new ideas, a lot of them, either making someone else's process better or something that someone else hasn't tried, and I think having the kind of company that Milk is allows you the freedom to fail and think of more ideas, because, I mean, we're all kind of ADD to some extent, so right. you might get excited about something, and if it sticks, that's great, and you can still, even if it's doing well, go on to something else, or just, you know, kill it like you right. said and go on to the next thing that you're excited about i think it's like perfect for for what kevin excels at it's gonna be fun i can't wait I think it's a great idea and it's almost uh it's almost old-fashioned it's kind of like a workshop where uh, you know the whole the whole thing gets produced handcrafted uh software i like the idea a lot yeah it's, it's, it's cool in that we we spend most of our time working on one app and then you know like last friday we sat down in that afternoon, had a couple of beers, and they were like, okay, what are we going to do as kind of our nights and weekends project? Where, you know, it's like <laughs> a smaller idea. That, yeah, exactly, yeah. a 20%, but with our own idea. So right. we have another one that we're kind of cooking up on the side, and it's awesome. Self-funded, or are you going to... Uh, I self-funded the first few months, and now uh, I'm about to close funding, so that'll be done sometime in the next week or so. Oh, great. Um, so I, I'm, the whole idea, though, like you said, about venture capital, I'm really... Uh, you know, having raised a lot of money for both Revision 3 and Dig and all these companies, um, there's there's pluses to that, and there's also downsides to taking on yeah. a bunch of capital. I mean, you not only dilute yourself, but you take on board seats. You're no longer in control of the company. I mean, there's just a bunch of things there. So, uh, to me, it's about control, not so much giving up a uh, percentage of the company. It's giving up control. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I have to say that probably your experience with Dig informed that a little bit. I mean, absolutely, it must have been a little frustrating at times. And I, if you wanted to, I'm sure, like say you wanted more money to build your studio, you could probably get it in a heartbeat without losing. Oh, absolutely. Much well, nowadays you can, can't you? So for you? you, I bet you, you could get the money you need to finish off the studio immediately, right. and I bet you'd give off. 
five percent. Okay, less than that. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. I mean, I, Done. The, Done. You should seriously you, do it. If you said I'm entertaining. If you I'd give together, up. I'd like, give up five percent. I mean, that's not a big deal. Your financial. We've what we've we've already set up an operating structure where thirty percent of the company is set aside for that and for employees, and it's, and I still have seventy percent, so I still have absolute control. Is that right, Kevin? Even if I, as long as I can have more than majority, they can't take it away from me. Right? <laughs> yes, that's, that's what totally I care fine. about. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's a big piece. Of I it. know so many entrepreneurs. I think of Steve Jobs, but I think of also smaller companies where the founder gets pushed out by the board and the investors. Yeah, but there's other ways to structure it. So another way, what you can do is, um, so you wonder how does Zuckerberg maintain control? Right? Yeah, so no kidding. One of the things that he did. Um, that was really smart, and a lot of companies are starting to do this, is where uh, when you go in as the founder, if you have a, a product that's really successful, you can uh, demand certain rights that other people wouldn't get. So one of the things that I believe that he did was that you tell the other employees sign an agreement saying that their common vote goes with the founder. So oh. even though you don't control the stock, you control the you common control the stock votes, vote. Which is what you want. And as long as you control the vote, you won't get overthrown. So We have Class A, which I <laughs> I learned this from Paul Allen. <laughs> we have Class A stock, which is mine, and then I'm giving the other stock I'm giving out as a Class B stock. And remember, Paul people, did that to us. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he and, was and saying, it, look, and I'm losing money here, so some people had stock that Paul Allen gave to certain people. I had 300-something thousand shares. But he sold but it, it was worthless. But even, like, you know, if... You know, but it you implies ra- you have a percentage of the company. But you're right; if he loses money, you don't have any yeah. money. Well, I mean, well, if, you, if you run a company and you raise a million dollars, and the company sells years later for a million dollars, those investors who met, invested the million dollars yeah, are going to yeah. get their money. And first. that's how I've set it up too. Yeah, but there's <laughs> I learned yeah. I learned the hard way. <laughs> so there's other things too that can screw you. Like let's say, for instance, um, you go and you raise a couple million bucks, and then you sell the company for five million dollars. You think, oh, that's well, great; everyone gets paid out, right? right? In some cases. The investors that you're raising the money from, they have a guaranteed outcome, meaning that they want to see like right. a 5x return, so whatever it may be. That. And so they can they go in that. and claw back some of the shares from right. you, and then you'll end up with absolutely nothing. Right. You know, So that's that's where you can really get screwed. Um, so it's it's really tricky stuff. I, 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 you know, Paul Graham said you don't bootstrap your own company. Uh, he also said you need two founders. I'm bootstrapping with my single soul self so I'm, I'm you should seriously raise some money like you could go out there and and do a convertible note right now and give away just like a percent or two and put you know a million and a half bucks in the bank and build out this entire thing i could get my boat so that's what you don't do with the money if you need a driver for the boat so tell me about glitch this is something that everybody's talking about it's going to go into beta a little bit more public beta next week daniel burka the designer Somebody, I haven't played it, but a number of people have played it in the chat room. Said it's pretty cool. Do you, you must have played it by now. Yeah, I've, I've played it. Uh, so it's Daniel, a massively multiplayer online role playing game. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's a like a side scroller, two D, uh, really beautiful. But well, that's already worlds. weird because I never heard of a massively multiplayer side scroller. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. They've been working on it now for about a year and a half. Uh, and it's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. And it's come from <clears throat> some of the Flickr founders. Yeah, so the founder, uh, uh, Stuart Butterfield uh, oh, this of Stuart Flickr, Butterfield. this is his new well, thing. Well, you know, it's funny, Flickr was a game before yeah, it was so a Yeah, so that's the idea. Site. That's basically what they wanted to do was they actually... The actual thing that Flickr yeah. was supposed to be. So Cal, the CTO of Flickr, and Stuart joined up uh, to create this. It's really pretty. Are these da- all of Daniel's drawings? These? Uh, no, some of the stuff is his. He, there was a couple other illustrators that, that worked with him on this stuff. Um, he did pretty much all the UI stuff, so like that kind of stuff right there. That's so all. it seems like this is a 
online role-playing game for people who don't want to do, you know, the sword and sorcery genre or the sci-fi genre. This is, I think, more like sword and sorcery. Well, it, it's it's not like There's sword fantasy. It's side-scroller like that, you know. It's, yeah. You know, maybe like a little big planet or something like that, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time on it. Are there animals? You have to raise animals? Is the game like web plants? Ba- is it web-based? Is it? Yes, it's web-based. Yeah, so it's like you don't Flash. have to download it and install anything. Oh, that's neat. I like that. Yeah. There's alchemy. There's home home improvement. There's music. All the crafting sports. It's kind of the Glee uh, version of World of Warcraft. You can make drinks. Mm-hmm. But can you can you like interesting? Can you sell cows though? <laughs> I don't think you can sell. Cows. I am so damn hooked on these stupid farming games. Please, somebody just <laughs> tie my wrists and hang me from the you mast. Need help. Now, you I know, need Zing- help Zinga badly, Robert. The old, oh. the old Tech TV headquarters is all Zynga. It's all Zynga, isn't it? Yep. Shows it's you how really, well they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's good old 650 Townsend Street. 650 Sega Townsend. still there? No, no they took over the whole thing. Oh, that's a cool <laughs> building. The old fashioned building. Yeah. That incredible atrium yeah. lobby thing. Yeah, yeah, except when they had the uh, exotic erotic ball there that. Oh. They started putting like little planetoid objects in there, and then they painted them into the walls to go along with the physical ones in the lobby. Yeah, that was weird. weird. The cruise ship building. I missed that. I, I must have left before they put the planetoids. I, I, no, you were there, didn't yeah, you? Really? Yeah. yeah. Didn't we? It was in the front lobby. We all uh, left at the same time. You know, I'm. No, we did I, not all wait, leave at the same no, time. Wait, 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 wait. I made you an early call, exit. You were doing call for in help. fact, I would like to point out that now Twit is. I've been doing Twit as long as I was at Tech TV, actually a month longer. You started in 1998, wow. right? I started May 1998 for Tech TV. That's when it launched, May 11th, mm-hmm. 1998. And the day they were sold, which I think was April 1, 2004, yeah. April 2004. So after five years and 11 months, they were sold. When, they let me go. Okay. So I was gone. But Comcast came and I went. I remember when And so was, I've been here longer by a month. That mm. whole deal was cool. going down. And it was kind of cool because, not cool that it went down, but it was cool that all of the three of us, anyway, not Robert, were all in D.C. doing all that D.C. stuff. So back on oh, the Oh, I was there with you. The we were interviewing uh, was happening in San Francisco. We did a whole week of... Going through all the interesting, cool technology things going on in Washington. Oh, we interviewed Michael. Uh, from the FAA I remember that. down to, heck, I remember we're traveling to Honeywell that does like body, uh, bullet oh, I did that. type technology. And, you know, all these kinds of different, you know, everything from the government agencies down to just interesting, interesting military technologies that you might be able to see there. It was a complete side deal, but we just happened to be way over there. And it was nice to be away from kind yeah. of the devastating we chaos there. that was yeah. taking place. At the I was Memorial. interviewing Michael. What was his name? Uh, the chairman um, of the FCC. Powell. Michael, Michael Powell, Powell, chairman yes. of the FCC. And he was a that. fan. He was a Tech TV fan. And he said, what's going on? And I said, well, it's pretty much the end of Tech TV. Comcast has bought us. It was fun because you went, you, I think one of the segments you did, you took a stroll through the Best Buy with the chairman Wasn't of, that the F- fun? of the FCC. I do remember that. Yeah, it was fun. And he's just talking about all the gadgets that he wants to have at home and how he uses them. Can I tell you something? I'm at the NAB show. And, you know, you go around these things. Everybody, people come up to you. You know, every five minutes somebody comes up and says, oh, Leo. And invariably they say... Screensavers, Tech TV. I've been watching you since ZDTV or Tech yeah. TV. In, and many of the younger guys said, I grew up watching the screensavers. It's why I'm a geek. It's why I'm in this business. Still to this day. Yeah. I mean, we we did something there, uh, Kevin. We, we, I still get that at uh, the Dignation events. People come up and say, I've been watching you since Tech TV. Since Tech TV, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I call it Tech TV because I'm not going to say ZDTV, then Tech TV and all that. Has anybody read Paul Allen's book? 
where yeah. he slams Bill Gates. He just came out with a uh, oh. tell-all. Somebody in the chat room mentioned he's on 60 Minutes tonight. Tonight he's so. on what 60 he say? Minutes. I don't know. I haven't seen 60 Minutes episode yet, so. but it's huh. on tonight. Probably right after. I wonder if he mentions us. <laughs> no. He's not going to us. Just one of many bad business deals that Paul Allen made. All right, well, there's a lot to talk about in uh, just a little bit. We're going to talk about Portal 2 and an interesting promotion, as long as we're talking about oh, video games. The I preloaded. Huh? I preloaded that game. Did you? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready to go for Tuesday. You can't run it till you till they uh, release it, Not right? Tuesday. Middle of the work week. Bastards. <laughs> good timing. Such a good game. I can't wait. Uh, I'm actually excited. A I've new Nintendo excited. at E3, perhaps. That's Ooh. exciting. That's the rumor. That could be cool. Uh, we'll talk about it. And is France plotting to kill the free internet? Plus, a video recorded greeting from Patrick Norton. <laughs> it was in the hey. desert, as usual. <laughs> Patrick just can't sit still, can he? None of that surprises me. <laughs> you know who's been with uh, with uh, uh, Twit for longer than... Well, I, there's we have three sponsors that have been with us since almost the beginning. Citrix is one of them. But here's a product that uh, they did not have, or they weren't promoting, at least, when we first started. Uh, really great product called Go to Assist Express. I want you to give it a try today. This is we. They tell me, and I don't. I don't. I only dimly remember this that we used this on the screensavers, or we were trying to use this on the screensavers to help people with their computers. Well, it's come a long way since 1998. Go to Assist Express uses that Citrix remote access backend to make it easy to do remote support. Stop doing phone support. Just reach into their computer and fix it. It's so much easier. And because you can do eight sessions at once, you can do unattended sessions, you can work with a Mac on a PC and vice versa, really, the, the sky's the limit. We're talking about a major improvement in productivity. If you're in the support business, or if you just do as I do, and I'm on the phone with my mom, and she says, I can't figure out how to f- where my Quicken data went, uh, go to Assist Express. Go to assist.com slash twit right now to try it free for 30 days. They have day passes as well as month subscriptions, so you can uh, use the plan that makes sense for you. But for now, try the month subscription free. Go to assist.com slash twit. Did anybody get invited? Did you get invited to France? <clears throat> what was France? I'm what waiting. I? I don't know if this is a hoax or not. I got an email uh, this week from uh, the Deputy Minister of the Interior in France, you know, the G8 summits at the end of May. Ah, G8. And they're doing this thing called EG8. Sarkozy, I'm, supposedly I'm going to get a gilt-edged envelope on Monday. I think it might be a hoax. I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Although I called Loic and he said, oh, no, I was invited. You're, you're going. Nice. So they asked Internet leaders, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, Google's former CEO, Eric Schmidt. I guess he's chairman of the board now, so that counts. Mark Zuckerberg and me and I'm sure 500 other close friends, to go and talk about Internet and security, Internet and economy, Internet and society with Sarkozy and his leaders prior to the G8 summit to prepare a white paper for the G8 about the Internet and how, you know, how it should be treated. And why is France wanting to be the catalyst well, in this? Well, G8 is in France, it's in Deauville, so this is three days before the G8 in Paris. Is it getting them up to speed on the current events? I think as? they're trying. You know, Sarkozy's notorious for kind of being anti-internet. He's the guy who kind of formulated the three strikes laws that uh, are in effect in France. You know, three accusations of piracy and you're offline forever. Wow. Forever uh, meaning longer than Mitnick was al- not allowed to be online? <laughs> yes, forever. Uh, and other things. So he's kind of notoriously kind of pro-business, pro-big business and anti-internet neutrality. So I'll be curious. It, uh, it's a chance. In some ways, it's a chance. Uh, 
I think for people like me who are feel very strong on the other side to say, hey, wait a minute. Hey, Nick, baby. Anyway, I don't know. I, so I was just curious if anybody else is maybe I think it's a hoax. I think there just needs to be more uh, honest discussion about the uh, the damages that are possible. It seems like they always overestimate or overstate how, how much money is lost when somebody pirates software or something like that. I guess that. what I would say is, what is the damage to society right. if you bend over backwards to protect these content holders? There's a, the pendulum swings, of course. And I believe, I mean, content holders have rights. I'm not saying that. You create something of value, you have the right to protect it. I'm not saying that. But when they go so far as to knock people off the internet for three accusations, when they kind of go to the point beyond, you know, uh, uh, due process, then you're, the pendulum has swung too far. That and internet services become something akin to, I'd say, a utility that's almost necessary nowadays. Well, uh, not, you, not yes. so much say as water or but, air, but well, there was a country. It's, it's was close. It New Zealand <laughs> that said that it should be an, akin to an inalienable right. It should be a right. It's a internet. human right. I think it should open it up to more people. Yeah. It should be easy And to let's face it, it, look at what Kevin's doing. It, it, innovation. Want a drink? It's one of <laughs> have a drink. Innovation, um, an open internet. <laughs> is, call me out. I was like, oh, Look what Kevin's doing. He's drinking. No, I was talking about milk, but I'm just saying that's because of the internet that you can create a little startup, create this little thing, and yet it is an international, it's a global company out of the box. Right. It's like to say, like, you could never block someone from starting a business, right? Like, even if you go to jail, you become a, uh, you know, you go to, to prison and come back, you can still start a, any new company. Why, right. How could you not start something on the internet? Right. Did you see what happened with Amazon? No. With the, the, the lawsuit with the streaming music service? Yeah, so Amazon's cloud service, the music industry's pissed, Sony's pissed. They this wrote is another letter. example of just... Amazon business. responded, uh-huh. saying, screw you. I agree with Amazon. So do you see what, what is it, do you have this, a letter in I front mean, of you? No, the, but the story, I mean, the story that I just read on the way up here uh, is that... If you buy, thank you for preparing. If you, if you buy, was, <laughs> Kevin was driving very fast. I was hiding in the back reading the articles. But uh, the Kevin, story, did you drive the Carrera? I did. Yeah. I oh, turned on my nice. Wi-Fi, and so I have Wi-Fi on the, uh, the little Verizon. Phone. Awesome. And so we were surfing the web. But, but the story was. essentially <laughs> says that you know, um, if you own a piece of music and you store it on the cloud, in order to access the, the piece of music that you bought that's stored in the cloud, you should not have to pay a licensing fee. And I agree. If you buy a piece of music, you own it. Right. They Sony want to charge a streaming you don't fee. Own it. And yeah, so Amazon say. said, "Back off." They wrote and said, "Back off." No, which They're- is basically protecting their clients who are. St- who are keeping data on the cloud, among other things. Uh, we talked about this last week. It's my opinion that Apple was poised to launch this service. They knew Amazon was getting close. They said, okay, go ahead, you first. Because they figured the lawsuits would all hit the first guy, which, of course, they're going to. And let Amazon defend this. And then if it, if, it, if it goes well for Amazon, we'll do it. Amazon wrote, there's been speculation that we are looking for licenses for cloud drive and cloud player, licenses from the record companies. Uh, we're not looking for licenses No licenses are required. Cloud Player is a media management and playback application, not unlike Windows Media Player and any number of other media management applications that let customers manage and play their music. It requires a license from content owners, no more than those applications do. It's really that simple. So they're saying whether you store it on the cloud on your hard drive, it's your music. No one else has access to but it. But it's the same thing. The cloud is the hard drive. It's a hard drive. It's just yeah. a remote hard drive over IP. That happens to be owned by another company. But still, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, because you're paying money. Yeah, well, what does it matter? if they give it as a free service. If I lease my computer so somebody else owns it, doesn't mean I have to get a license from Sony to play the music on the computer. Right. So I think they're in the right on this. Of course, you never know what the courts... 
we'll say. I mean, it's kind of unpredictable. And then you have another story about music, which is if you're not buying the music, it's a Spotify story about whether or, oh. not, ad, whether or not ads can support your usage of music. So they right. used to be able to get a free, if you want to be a free subscriber to Spotify and not a paid subscriber, you can stream so much, so many hours of music a month. And it's not sustaining. You get, what is it, 20 hours? 20 and, hours and now they're bringing it back to 10 and other restrictions. And you can only listen to one song five times yeah, ever and, in your whole life. And it's not because Spotify is trying to be a-holes about it. It's because Spotify can't recoup the cost that it requires for them to provide that service. So then for Companies like Spotify and RDO, or if it's called Radio, is it RDO or Radio? Radio. Radio. I say RDO. And then and Pandora. There's no like, A in it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, you so, say Radio? It's yeah, more difficult to support it with ads. RDO. And so <laughs> Spotify is saying I love. That, you know what my favorite, though, and I know how to pronounce it, is Mog. Have you tried Mog? Yeah, Mog. It's like RDO, but it's got 30, 320 kilobits, and it's got twice as many songs. How much is Mog, though? Same price, 10 is bucks. It? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that Spotify is saying to those people that are really upset at them that if you're someone that's going to be impacted by these new rules, then you're obviously a heavy enough user that maybe you should consider, maybe you should pay for the services that are being provided. I'm kind of a fan of, you know, sometimes when you pay money for something, you're going to get a quality product. Like if Gmail all of a sudden had a G- Gmail Plus, I'd probably sign up immediately because I'd assume it'd be that much better. Right. I feel like I'm paying them now. Now I feel like it deserves something right. it's other like than just the two gigs of storage. We showed this. Brian Brushwood at a... Uh, Uh, told me about this, and I'll show it again. We showed it on a tweet a little while ago uh, from uh, an information visualization site called informationisbeautiful.net. How much do music artists earn online? This is a very graphic illustration. So, to as a solo artist, to earn a minimum wage of $1,160 a month, if you make your own CD, you have to sell 143 of them. That's that's doable. So that's that dot. CD on CD Baby, 155. That's that dot. Retail, 161. Album download on iTunes. Eh, it gets bigger. It gets more. Uh, if you uh, if you sell it at retail, 3,871 of them. That's that dot. If you sell it on Amazon or iTunes, you need to sell 12,000. It's starting to get pretty big. To make, this is to, to make, make minimum what? wage. To make how much? Minimum, minimum wage. $1,160 a month. Is it because Amazon takes on that much Rhapsody. more? On Rhapsody. <laughs> wow. 849,000 plays a month, but that's not the biggest dot. On Last FM, 1.5 million plays, but that's not the biggest dot. Spotify, 4 million plays. To make the equivalent of minimum, minimum To make wage. minimum wage for that independent artist. That's mm-hmm. the size of that dot. So there you go, right there in mm-hmm. a nutshell. That's the problem. You should look at the infographic that Demand Media made about how much you get paid if you're a writer for Demand Media. If you type in Demand Media and infographic, it'll show how much a New York Times, uh, average New York Times reporter makes, how much a Demand Media reporter makes, not talking about oh. video, and then the in-betweens. It's really fascinating. So people complain about Demand Media because that's we've talked about that before also. That's mm-hmm. the idea that you create articles in response to search terms exactly. so that you get more money. And frankly, the quality of the article doesn't matter, and that's why you could pay five bucks to the uh, artist. So this is from Silicon Valley Watcher. Is it that? Yeah. Th- okay. Uh, yeah, that's Demand right Media there. breaking the bank. Okay. So you've got you've got your Demand Media writer, your journalist. To this is a Demand Media writer. Journalist to a mid-sized newspaper. And, and the New York, New York Times New York reporters. Times, yeah, you got ninety thousand a year average for New York Times, about uh, nineteen thousand five hundred for a demand media writer who's probably writing five articles a day based on whatever he gets spit out. Because they get by fifteen bucks an article, although I think it's even less algorithm. than that. And so this is good. This is a nice infographic. 
There was, it, a, there was a there's a Wired article about demand that I read a, about a year ago, and it was probably like eight or nine pages long. And I feel like this infographic basically summarizes that, so you don't have to read the article. So as much as people love Spotify, I guess your point is, uh, it's not going to last because it just doesn't. The economics don't work. Well, it'll last if people pay. If people pay for you it, you got to pay, and that's the, why I don't the, mind paying ten bucks a month. I think that's a fair price for unlimited music. I get yeah, nine absolutely. million tracks. Well, I, I normally buy about an album a month anyway. So, so if I'm buying an album a month, just why not have everything? Do you prefer to own it or do you care? Uh, I'm still weird and then it feels... I like to have it. I, I like to actually physically own it I in like a weird it way. I don't know why that is. I like I, buying CDs just because I can rip it to a lossless well, you format. you buy a CD. Because uh, I, I just want mm-hmm. it in lossless. And there are certain albums that I'm finding that I can't get lossless anymore uh, and unedited. That's the big problem I ran into. Like, I hate to say it, but I wanted the new Rihanna album. And it turned out that the only way I could get it uh, unedited was to import it. What do you mean unedited? They uh, not just, bleeping just, the yeah, expletives? Yeah, there's only a couple songs that even need it. But uh, it turned out they didn't even sell that version in the United States. <laughs> and I was like, so then I go, okay, where can you, I get it? You're the kind of guy that bought imports. Where can I get it lossless? Then? You, you, and I was you like, guys okay, are all too young to remember uh, And I couldn't. And I even went to Apple. I was like willing to pay imports? Apple if they could just... Sell me a lossless track. You're talking about the expensive version. Remember that you used to buy, yeah, but you'd have, this was in vinyl. Yeah, you'd go to the record store and they'd be specially wrapped German versions of the album. They still have those. They do that on CDs, like Amoeba. Can you? Yeah, it said import Amoeba. I bring up the music tests. Yeah. And I'm quickly being. So that's interesting. David, are you a I have to own it kind of guy too? Yeah, I am. I find lately a lot of the music I buy is I'll hear something either on Pandora or like in a friend's car while they're listening to satellite radio or something and I'll use like I'll use the likes of Shazam or more more importantly I'll use um You like Shazam? And, and no, I, I like uh it used to be called Madomi, now it's called Soundhound. Soundhound, yeah. And I'll sample it through that and then I'll actually click on the link to buy it through either iTunes or Amazon from that. Interesting. You know, I have to say that radio or RDO and uh, Mog have changed my habits a little bit. And I don't feel like I need to buy it. I'm going to pay 10 bucks a month for you have to Do pay. Do they it have for everything though? That's yeah, my problem. Yeah, 9 million tracks. Is that the same? So how does that compare to iTunes? Set. I think it's the same, same set. Same set as iTunes? I don't know. So like I can get every new album that comes out on I'd on love you. I'd love it if you'd check. I, I'd, see, that's the problem I've had in the past. Because I've, I've signed taste. up for Rhapsody. I've signed up for a bunch of these different services in the past. I'm always like saying, the like, oh, it's missing these two albums. Yep. Well, it's not going to have the Beatles, right? Right. Only iTunes has the Beatles. Right. And then there's stuff that's only on Amazon. If I'm going to buy an MP3, I buy it from Amazon. Especially because of the cloud player. I get I, it's stored for free forever. Right. I like that's that. A and great you get that free deal. upgrade to twenty gigs if twenty you buy gigs. An album right that's now. a great. Well, there's yeah. some people oh, okay. in the, in the chat better. room commenting that a lot of the subscription services allow them to be able to play music that they wouldn't normally be able. It's to good afford for discovery too. But also, like if you're you know you don't have a lot of money and you want to listen to a huge amount of stuff, right. you're going to be able to point. do that by paying a subscription version. Well, I'm an old fart, so I've been collecting for years. So I have you know hundreds of gigs of music, all the music I'd ever want. I actually do have on the hard drive now. But what I don't have is the new music, and I can't make that discovery very easily. So these services are great for discovering music. Are you able to put these songs onto portable devices? Uh-huh. Okay. So that's the other thing that's weird. As long as you keep paying the 10 bucks, you can you can download all of it, put it on an iPad, an Android phone, or an iPhone, and, and listen to it offline. That's cool. But now periodically it has to check somehow. It's funny how, like, even five, ten years ago, remember when they were talking about, like, holographic storage and things like that? And they are right. saying, like, in the future you'll have the entire music collection on a small <laughs> little cube. And I was thinking, like, oh, that, that's going to be really cool. But it turns out we don't need that. It's all, like, stored <laughs> in the cloud. That's what I'm matter. coming to. That's where I'm coming to with both Amazon and with these services yeah. is why am, I, why am I sinking and filling up my space? Yeah. 
I don't need to. It's anymore. funny when I bought this Air, uh, they had a, a larger hard drive option, and I, I didn't even. I was like, I don't even need the bigger hard drive. Sixty-four gigs is plenty. Yeah, exactly. Because all my music, I, I did that upload to Amazon, and it's all on Amazon. Now. And Dropbox, right? Right, Dropbox. Exactly. Dropbox. Then you keep your data on Dropbox. Evernote. Evernote. The, Drop- all these services. Yeah, it's all on the you cloud. Got everything. That's what's made it possible for me to use the Air too. It's plenty of storage yeah. space. All my Google Docs are right. Google out there. Docs. Yeah, it's crazy. We're living in the future, man. The future is now. Well, Are you worried? That, there was that one uh, take on the future where the hard drive manufacturers, just to just to upsell their components, were going to just start putting every song ever encoded and <laughs> produced onto the hard drive. And, you know, you could erase it if you, know, you don't want your storage, but there would at least be content already on the drive when you bought it. Who is man. it? Seagate selling three terabyte hard drives now? Yeah. Three terabytes. I need them. I need bigger. Could you fit? My ass is full. I need more storage. How much you, my ass is full. I, like, <laughs> I need NAS. My ass is full. I need more storage. NAS. Network attached. It's all those Blu-ray movies I encode or uh, rip. Uh, now, of course, server. in the chat rooms, right on this one, Texan saying yeah, and of course now AT and T saying 150 gigabyte cap, uh, Comcast saying 250 gigabyte a month cap. On wireless, it's three or five. I ran out of uh, I ran out of uh, Wi-Fi or uh, 3G. You see the engadget story Verizon. though for. Comcast is announcing that new 100 megabit service, and then they calculated how long you'd burn through. It was like five within five days, basically. You'd if go you watch all 250 gigabytes, quit live every day. <laughs> few days later, you're done. That's crazy, and that's why it's ridiculous. You know, Comcast says, "Oh, you don't have to worry about this. Nobody uses that much. It's one percent. It's the bandwidth hogs." But what they're doing is they're being very proactive. They're planning for a day when everybody's watching Netflix. And uh, and downloading radio from RDO and all that, and they're saying we got to watch out, guys. We're going to be out of business if people do that. So I have a, fe- I really have a feeling that uh, need more internet providers, service providers. That's what we need. Okay, let's talk about net neutrality. Yeah, but they, they own all the pipes. So how are you going to even get on? You can't. You can't. And this is, I finally came to because I understand the argument. You don't want the government regulating the, the internet. I completely under- agree with that because these guys are morons. I'm going to play a clip in a little bit that you will just not believe. Series of tubes? Worse. <laughs> it's actually worse than a series of tubes, and it's bizarre, but I'm going to play it for you in a second. Um, but I finally realized why we do want to let the FCC protect net neutrality, because they made the mess in the first place. We wouldn't have a problem if the FCC hadn't granted a duopoly to cable and phone companies saying, no, you can put in the copper, and as a result, you get a monopoly on Internet access. So most people only have a couple of choices, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the reason net neutrality is an issue. If you had 10 Internet service providers, you could go to the one that gave, you know, one's going to give you a, a, you know, bandwidth, equal bandwidth for everybody. You go to that one, one's not going to have caps. You go to that one, they're going to get all the business. But there isn't that choice. They're effectively a monopoly. They're colluding. That's why it seems that the only only additional choices appearing recently have been wireless solutions. Municipal wireless being deployed in certain places. I'm excited. You know, we had... um, uh, the guy who wrote VisiCalc in here, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, but his new campaign, he worked at Microsoft. He was a guy who put NAT routing into, a, into, into routers. He said, I knew that the, I knew that the uh, Internet service providers would end up wanting to charge everybody online. So I, nobody thought about this, but before, before anybody was on anybody's radar, I told Microsoft, we should build these routers with NAT in them. And, and as a result, no internet service provider can say how many people are using that single like shake connection. Shake that person's hand. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Chat room. You know, we just had him on our triangulation episode. It's just Rob Frankston. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Rob. Really, one of the great, uh, the greats of all time. Anyway, Frankston is now big on community internet. 
He says that's the solution to net neutrality. Hmm. You buy big pools of internet for your cul-de-sac or your street or your neighborhood. I think that's brilliant. There are buildings in the Bay Area, apartment complexes yes. in particular, that have 100 megabit going in, and yes. everyone gets that into their, and you just you pay into like the collective to have that service right in your apartment. But it, it's harder to do that with individual households, unfortunately. And we got to do something. Anyway, I, this is why I thought it was uh, appropriate for the FCC. At least Google's deploying some of that dark fiber finally. They chose, what was it, somewhere in Kansas. Yeah, Kansas City, not Kansas Topeka. City. Nope. Topeka's the one that renamed itself Google Kansas. So it's getting at that last that last hundred feet into somebody's house. Right. That's that's where it becomes very limited. Okay, Patrick Norton cannot be with us. He was, of course, one of the people on Twit One. Exactly, it's kind of interesting. It was April seventeenth, two thousand five. Exactly uh, six years ago. But he did send us this greetings from the desert of Utah. Remember the salt. Leo and the whole crew up at Twit, congratulations <laughs> on your fifth anniversary. I am so sorry I could not be up there live for the taping today, but I am on vacation with my family. We're bombing through national parks in Utah. Actually, although right now I think we're in Arizona or Pipe Springs National Monument. I get confused where the state lines are out here. It is amazing. If you haven't been to the national parks, you should go. Bryce Canyon, Zion are incredible. And you know what? I'm wandering. Five years, man. What an incredible accomplishment. Six. Congratulations from all your friends at Revision 3, all your friends that have worked with you over the years, and from me and my family. Leo Laporte, Aww. Twit. Wow. Five years, man. Way to go. So who's holding the camera? You think it's Sarah or Malachi on the camera? Ooh, I don't know. It's probably Sarah or, uh, or um, Seamus. Seamus, not Malachi. Seamus. Malachi's Alex Lindsay's kid. I get them all good. All these Irish names confused. We're going to take a break. Come back with more. Our sixth anniversary. Let's open another uh, bottle of of the bubbly. Still got some of this left. Give me your glass. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take some more. Robert Heron is here from uh, HeronFidelity.com. It's a new... uh, So you're doing like a... Investment banking. Investment banking. I think so. No, it's where I put up my musings for home theater, and uh, I get to interact with folks and to provide when I say, hey, I got a place to put content, too, which is... And uh, HD Nation is part of Texilla now, so you're still doing that, right? Totally. Yeah. Awesome. A bunch of new TVs for 2011 awesome. coming up. They've got some pretty cool stuff. That's a hell of Robert's a Robert's always Thank in you. our studio, <laughs> and he's like calibrating TVs, and the lights are off. So you can calibrate. And then someone comes in like, it's so dark in here, and turns the lights on. Ah! <laughs> it's okay. Ah! Thank you for the nice bubble. We got more bubbly. Uh, David Prager also still at Revision 3. Indeed. You're the, the heart and soul of that damn operation. Rockin'. I try. Yeah, it's fun. Is. It's amazing. I mean, for all of us in the media business, in the television business, I mean, things are changing so fast. It's so exciting to see everything shift and the abilities for people to, you know, watch things like Twit and watch things like Revision 3 through every device that is being manufactured now for their, you know, their home living rooms to their, their personal yeah. computing experiences. I'm really proud of what uh, we tech TV refugees, because that's what we all are, yep. have done. I'm to, incredibly proud of you guys. To keep that alive. Well, you too, Robert. You're part of it. butt. To keep it alive. And, uh, you know, it, it's not been easy. I know, David, you had to pound the pavement for quite a bit to get sponsors and to build that thing up. But you've it done a great It was fun, job. I mean, just to see things evolve and come together. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of hard work that got done by a lot of people. Did we bring your site down again, Robert? You know, <laughs> I, I was just about to try to log in and, and, and fully lock it down. So, I'm sorry. So it's fully cashed. I'm so sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> One day... You know, that's the screensaver's effect. I love it. 
You know what? This is so rarely happening. Hey, I finally got in. Maybe I can lock it down here so or it's 100% cash. <laughs> Would everybody please leave Robert? No, Just no. leave Robert's side alone. This is revealing weakness, and I need to, uh, I need to address it <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Kevin, who's now a, really a serial entrepreneur. I think that's great. Revision yes. 3, still doing Dignation. Still doing Dignation. Uh-huh. Dig.com is uh, just in the rearview mirror now, though, right? I'm still on the board. You're on the board. I'm still helping out. Uh, I'd say I meet with the CEO a couple times a month. Oh, that's quite a bit. Yeah, it's good. Matt's a nice guy. I like he's, Matt. He's an awesome I think dude. you left it in very good hands, to be honest. I think he really gets it. Yeah, he's yeah. good. They, they just had a big month last month. Uh, traffic was up 20%. Awesome. So. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, they've, they've been going back and fixing a bunch of the problems and bugs and getting some features that the users that's, wanted back. I'm back so online, glad to hear that. It's been good. Wow, that's a big jump. That's a big jump. And Leo, yeah. you're building a media empire in the middle of nowhere here in Northern California. <laughs> it's awesome. And I'm mighty proud yeah. of that. You used to have to commute every day. You'd use Text America to take a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge every day. And now you don't even have the opportunity. Text to, America? You I can't even it. Instagram the Golden Gate Bridge because you never have to go that way anymore. Whatever happened to Mo blogging? I don't know. Was, Mo blogging. <laughs> that's Mo blogging. Right. That's it. <laughs> don't you think those poor Text America guys just got to go, what happened? We were right there. And now it's uh, Instagram and everybody's it's just, doing it. I mean, amazing. people iterate on original ideas and do them yeah. differently, better, or based on the technology of the day. It's Damien, right? It was Damien that did that. What was his name? It was Damien, I think. Uh, I no. There was Chris. Chris, and, I remember. And, and also, uh, oh, God, yeah. he's going to kill me. He's probably watching the show. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about. I know what he's sitting in his boxer shorts eating uh, Lucky Charms and drinking beer and wishing that he were uh, <laughs> making mobile apps. Probably is. There's so much, you know. I'm I mean, I haven't seen if you think about the creators of Text America, <laughs> <laughs> if you think about even what we've done here and at Revision Three, you know, I mean, uh, what's his, Josh Harris did that pseudo TV in 1998 or 99. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, pl- I was just talking to Kiki Stockhammer. Play TV did this kind of thing. The problem was with Text America and those efforts; they were just too early. I mean, we could be too yeah. early for all we know. In a few years, people will say, whatever happened to that? What was his name? L- yeah. Leon? He's probably sitting in his underwear Leon. eating Lucky Charms, drinking malt, <laughs> malt liquor right now, <laughs> watching the show. It's a good life, Leo. Don't knock that. <laughs> Mickey Widemouth, baby. Right. I enabled lockdown. Let's see if I can enable some other caching here. Robert's still fixing his website. I'm trying. Well, At least Robert... Able to get in. Well, I'm Robert, switch to a, a different host. Squarespace. <laughs> well, Robert fixes his website. I'd like to mention FreshBooks.com. I have to say, when uh, when we were starting out, of course, I sent out. We had to send out invoices, our own invoices. And uh, if you're a contractor or independent, uh, you're sending out invoices still. I remember that was the thing I hated the most. I loved the work. I hated the billing. And that's where FreshBooks really changed my life. Amber told me about FreshBooks in 2004. Uh, they, because they were a Toronto company, she knew the guys, and uh, changed my life. FreshBooks made it so easy to do my billing, uh, my invoices. Finally, I'd actually get paid. I remember one time I left an invoice for nine months. Try and get paid after not billing somebody for nine months. Nine months later, hey, well, can I have my money? Like they'll actually like no 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 they, they, know, do, they is, do follow up on it though like if they, they do if the invoice hasn't been you've even marked it as paid or something like that. This is so cool. First of all, uh, you know, you can do it by mail. So you upload the uh, the logo and everything, and it does it automatically. There's a button on the email that says pay it now with credit card or one of 11 services like PayPal. So that really, you get paid faster just because of that. There's a lot of people, so hey. It's easier I, for your clients to yeah, pay you. I yeah. can pay it. I'm going to pay it. I don't know. The clients 
most of the time it's not that they don't want to pay it. It's just that, you know, they put it off. and one-click process. You can also have, this is really cool, automated invoices and auto, you know, auto billing and auto payment. If they, you can set up, so you don't even have to think about it. And then, yeah, there are people who don't pay, so they've got late payment reminders. You're right. They, they kind of automate this whole process. Mm -hmm. There are old-fashioned folks who still want printed invoices. They'll do that for an additional fee. They stamp, print, and mail it. I used to do that for Rogers in, in, in uh, Canada. Oh, and they handle multiple currencies, which is really great if you do business around the world. They've got an iPhone app that will track hours and then automatically That's put awesome. it in the invoice. Yeah, this is, you know what, this was one of the first Web 2.0 companies. You know, it's funny. I actually met this guy, um, the founder and CEO. He was speaking at uh, Ryan Carson's event. Uh, what's it? FOA? Yeah, FOA, Future, Future Web Apps. Yeah. And he talked about how he built his business and just like how he really cares about customers and the pricing model that he used. And he was really successful and profitable business. And it's awesome. It's a great story. It is. And it really, I mean, this was the one, literally one of the first Web 2.0 uh, apps out there. And, and online invoicing. I love it. Freshbooks.com. Free for your first three clients. That's, that's the pricing model I like. And then very affordable as you grow. Of course, you're making money, so you can uh, buy more services. It's really fantastic. But look at all the stuff you get for free. Freshbooks.com, once a week, they're going to have a drawing for a free birthday cake. If you sign up, you could be one of the winners. There really is a birthday cake. I they just send you a birthday cake even if it's not your birthday. doesn't have to be your birthday. That's amazing. I Isn't think that funny? it's fun to do promotions like that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't cost them anything. It's just fun. It's just a, it's just a those, good idea. those candles that you can't blow out, I hope. <laughs> Freshbooks.com. If, if you're still sending invoices, that's the way to do it. Someday, you'll be big enough, you'll have people to do that for you. The cake is not a lie. There's a Portal reference. Oh, yeah. Will there be cake in Portal 2? Of course there's going to be cake. GLaDOS. So they're doing a whole promotion. I think it's very clever, the Steam promotion, where they, they say you you have to play this this bunch of games to power up GLaDOS. And if you if enough people play and there are enough hours, GLaDOS will be powered up sooner. They, they were We were hoping they would launch it Friday, but they didn't, right? Didn't no, come out. It didn't happen. So you preloaded it on Steam, though? You can download it now? Totally. If you have paid for the game or... Yes. You can download it now. I think one of the better deals, though, is to buy it, uh, if, you, if you want, buy it for one of the game consoles, like the PS3 or the Xbox 360. You then, if at least on the PS3, you actually get a Steam login that gives you the game on Steam for the PC console... And you can do co-op between the PC oh, and the game Oh, I love consoles. that. And I'm like, it's, it's been a long time since I've actually did any kind of co-op with That's anybody. That's clever. Because I, I usually only play on PCs. But well, you're I, a troubled loner. But I have, <laughs> I have a game console, too, that sits there relatively unused. So it'd be fun, That's to, a great idea. fun to mix it up. And with that game in particular, it should be a... I'm looking forward to co-op. So tell me how it's different from Portal 1. That's going to be a good question. You know what? I've purposely not... Except for the commercials on TV, I really haven't looked at it or investigated it but my friend who works for uh, sony has played through quite a bit of it and uh at least the first three hours of it and he was is it the same team that's doing it yes as far as i know the story should be a little different though this time in that it's going to be apparently a couple of the robots from before at least the, i'm just basing this off of what i've seen on the commercials so far but I'm we you know i have to say omg chad who is our newest employee and is here today even though he doesn't start till like july but he decided to come give us all cupcakes which I thought was very sweet. Did you? Ha you had Robert. You ate the top off your cupcake. The frosting fell off. It, it fell off, but I did. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait a minute! I these are asked, defective cupcakes." It slid right Some off. Some might call that an effective re means of consuming it. But I, I probably cut the calorie count in about a yeah. quarter of yeah, one. Yeah, no kidding. Sugar content for sure. That's. All right.
experience has never been this real. Is this portal? No, this is some advertising. Never this never mind. Go. I hated the pre-roll. You know, we're going to be doing pre-rolls, I think, at some point. So I hate, I shouldn't say anything bad about pre-rolls. But, uh, 15 seconds, no more, right? It's, yeah, oh, God, you can't do more. This is uh, now, this is our 30-second pre- preview okay, they're I've, doing. Uh, I know. tried to lock down my website. I even updated fa- uh, Is it working? WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if it didn't take you down. No, it, it, it's history. <laughs> is it down again? No, I don't when, know. When, Probably. Generally, when does the episode become available? This encourages me to. Uh, it'll, uh, it'll come out in a few hours. Okay. Well, I'm just, Robert needs to be ready for round two. Yeah, because this is the live streamers, and the, the real onslaught is when we release it. The original had creative Looks like it's up. Yeah, it's kind of there. Fiction, and this is from IGN. This looks really good. A lot more detail. You know, I was saying, OMG Chad, because when we were at E3 last year, last June, we were, thanks to him, he bulldozed his way into the Steam presentation and got exclusive video of Portal 2. So look how long it takes, almost a year later. The co-op side of this, too, is going to be pretty crazy in the sense that in the first game, you had to do moves that maintained your motion or momentum in order to, to get jump past certain stuff. areas yeah. so you'd maintain speed. In this case, you'll be able to pair up with your partner where they'll have to fire a portal oh. you'll go through. Oh, so their timing will have to be concerted with... It's oh. going to add a whole new take to it. And there's just not enough good co-op games out there anyway. So This is a good way to get sick, this game. Oh, look at the cubes flying around. I find it harder to watch it being played than to actually yeah. play it. Very <laughs> nauseating. Oh, I, you mean kind of like driving the car and then yeah, you're sitting in the back totally. seat? Yeah. Totally. It's one of the last games uh, I played that actually made me, I mean, physically ill. It's because it's so uh, compelling. You get drawn into it. And uh, and you feel like you're there jumping through the, th- the holes and stuff. This looks good. I can't wait to play it. I bet you that's on one of the consoles, too. Yeah, that, that's pretty... This looks pretty high quality. <laughs> in the comments, that say, Leo needs a video game show once he moves in the new studio, and the response is like, but Leo doesn't know enough about video games to do a video game show. I'm ignorant. <laughs> I admit it. I'm just a player. Did you see Gary, what Gary of Gary's Mod did? That was clever. This is brilliant. I don't know what Gary's Mod is. It's a Steam... It's a, it's a sandbox mode for the Half-Life engine to where you can basically go in and create any scenario, any... You know, you can hook jets onto a trash can and have it zip around. Oh, that's cool. Experiment with anything you want and to play around with the, the, the game itself. So the game he, engine. He wrote a bug into it that only happens if you didn't pay for it. If you're using a stolen copy. Uh-huh. And uh, it's 10 bucks, I think. You get, used to I know. It's crazy. You get the error, unable to shade polygon normals. And so what he does is he says, just do a Google search for unable to shade polygon normals. The error code that you get is your Steam ID. So people are going online saying, um, is there something wrong with Gary's mod? I, I get this error message when I try to shade uh, polygon normals. <laughs> and then the Amazing. solution just says, oh, the solution is buying a copy of Gary's mod. Yeah. They're, 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 pasting, they're pasting their, their ID right all over the place. <laughs> That's or awesome. they put it into Valve's forums, and right. Valve says, okay, we'll take that. We'll see if that person actually purchased the game. Okay, ban. <laughs> I'm like, come on, oh, man. I'm getting nauseous Shake looking head. at this. Look at this. Oh, it looks Face like palm. so much fun. So it's basically the same game, though, but they've just got a lot. Oh, look at that. He put a hole in, the whole thing fell apart. It's awesome. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Drool. <laughs> so what do you think of the Nintendo rumors? 
I hope they're true. We're going to be yeah, at E3. We're going to be covering it again this year. Brian Brushwood and I are going to go down. The trick on E3 I learned last year is you go down the day before it starts because the press conferences are on Monday. So you go Monday uh, to hit the press conferences. That's when Nintendo mm-hmm. will announce if they yeah. announce. So we will, if we can't get into the press conferences, I have a bad record lately. Really? I would think you get in. I mean, <clears throat> traditionally E3, as press, you go there You go there before. No, no, but see, I go with a camera. Mm-hmm. And they know, they know now that even if I don't have a camera visible. Well, that's why you send Brian with his undercover camera yes. in, and then he'll come out and tell you what to cover exactly. afterwards. Exactly. So we will definitely be out. At least we'll be out in front of the Nintendo announcement if we can't actually get in. He scammed his way into it last year, so we'll... So- what do you think that means for the other two prime big consoles? Because traditionally they all come out in threes, or like at least for the past three times. Oh, I don't think Microsoft's even close with Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I haven't heard a peep out of it. There's I was no surprised to hear about Nintendo right now. No, they're doing fine, right? Yeah. Same thing with number one. Same thing with Sony, right? Sony's Nintendo's better. the one that had to update. They were the they weren't H, they weren't even HD. They've always had that track record though of producing hardware that from the point it's shipped, they were never losing money on anything. It was always making money from day one. and That's they were, true. They were always able to, I mean, their expenses were covered almost instantly. So what do you do? What do you put in a new generation, second generation Nintendo? I don't know what the hardware... HDMI port. Yeah, but I don't know what the hardware are, but I'm thinking if, if they get to release a console and have a dormant year from PS, from Sony and Microsoft, try as hard as you can to make that thing more powerful than those two, then you've got the most powerful console out there. Even though it's not necessarily Nintendo's Yeah, but I don't, they don't normally do that, But though. can they do it? It's been long enough that the cost yeah. to build a brand new console They're still using, mass. like, the original Nintendo graphics chip yeah. in the Wii's, it feels like. Oh, they like, are. It's very... They're, they're, like, super polygony, like... But they embrace that, and it makes the, it cool. The AMD yeah. chip still that they're using? Look at people who are buying... And really getting into 8-bit again, right? <laughs> you know, it's hot right now. Well, that can run on everything. That's the other thing, too. All those classic games will run perfect on even older cell phones. So there's a, uh, there's that. But. There's a hot... Uh, one of the hottest games on the iPad is an Atari 2600 emulator. And you could play Star Raiders and Asteroids. But it's is really it crappy. Okay, that's what I heard. It's the Well, I mean, it's exactly like the 2600 oh, okay. crappy. <laughs> I mean, it's that good. <laughs> it's 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 got the eight bit sound here. I'll, I'll I'll turn it on and you can hear the sound. I mean, we forget how bad this crap was. Oh, it's rocking. You hear the sound? Doesn't it re- doesn't it remind you? I mean, of I love it of your Ute, and it's got a little button here. Oh, uh, and the joystick's there. That's amazing. That's Those your, are like great, like ringtones are like it's really crappy, and at the same time, it's really awesome. Well, there's a, right. a huge... That's what mis- makes it awesome is how crappy it is. No, right. no, no, it's just the fact that you but can... Is it, is it fun to play? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, if you look at the you know the amount of... What, what's the chemical reaction in the head for, for pleasure? Ser- Endorphins. Uh, Endorphins. The same number of that is released in your head Serotonin, now with yes. the most badass game console as it was when you were eight years old. Well, that's why. It's total nostalgia. You're, you're, you're playing... It does See, have- that's great music. Amazing. <laughs> Somebody please loop this and make it into an animated GIF so I can have it. You know they will. Ten more seconds. What game is that? Uh, That sounds like very advanced music for the Atari. Battle Zone. Doesn't it? That's pretty sweet. It sounds like like Chemical or Daft Punk like remakes that. (laughs) Dude, the Daft Punk soundtrack on Tron is amazing. I just got the box, the five-disc set. I just watched it for the first time last night. Blu-ray, the 3D Blu-ray. So good. 
the original on Blu-ray. I, I never saw the original. DVD. What is it? Someone in the chat room original? said that listening to I that music the makes them feel like bumming quarters from their mom again. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Do you think that's a remix or that's the actual original? I think that's a remix. remix. I think it's yeah, too good. It's a little too good. It was worse than that when they when those were. Uh, where's that? That's that was pretty a, funny. That was a quarter junkie. Were you guys into Tron, the new movie Tron, when it came out? I haven't you? watched it yet. I, you haven't seen the new Tron? No, I have it on Blu-ray. It's sitting there. Oh my just god! I finally watched Inception the other day. So oh, that tells really? you how far behind. behind. What did you so, think of Inception? Eh, eh. I, I was like, I, I got it. Eh. Everyone was like. This is going to blow your freaking mind. Nah. And I'm like, I, I watched it. And I'm like, okay, I got it. It was good. I'm, I'm going to watch it again. Maybe, maybe I really missed. Is it out on Blu-ray yet? Yeah, I want to see I, it like that. I picked that up. So you know what you should do? Do you do this on HD Nation? Is reviews of the content of the Blu-ray movies and stuff? That'd be kind of cool. Like, is this a good? Not only is this a good master, but is it a good movie? Totally. We go over image quality on some of the films based on some of the guys that do this all the time. Right. Because I don't sit there and stare at it for every little. I have reference content that I pay attention to very well, but I don't go through every movie I look at, you know, and be very critical of how it was encoded, how it sounds. But for Tron in particular, they everyone is giving it five out of five for audio and visual quality, and I'm just like, okay, I just. But how's that. the movie? I have no you, idea. Have you not seen it? No. Oh my god, <laughs> it was great. Really? Cool. Well, I didn't see the original, and oh, I know I lose geek cred by saying that. No, but I did no, not see the original. The original was terrible, so I don't think oh, you really? missed anything. I love this the is just—it's beautiful. You love the original, I do. And you didn't see the new one? No, not yet. So well, you it was guys so got, good. Got, well, I mean, I mean it's just—it's beautiful. The not, no there's excuse. hot chicks. There's—it's <laughs> actually the disc. There's is in my action. Trunk. There's like people's arms getting cut off. You have it in your trunk? Go get it. We'll watch it, dude. It is amazing, Leo. You should seriously watch it. You gotta watch it. We I think were it's using, on Netflix. We were, we were using it to, to take a look at uh, a, a TV's ability to, to put out uh, active 3D. It looks amazing with the, some of these newer TVs with the 3D glasses. You have a 3D TV? No, we have we, we have some in to review uh, over at Do you like 3. them? Um, I don't know. I think, I think that if you're sitting in a dark room by yourself, it might be worth it for the high-end movies. And that's the only time I think I'd really want to wear the 3D glasses. TV. If you have the active 3D glasses and you turn them on, you'll start to feel the flickering. If you're not looking at just the TV, which can give you a headache, so that sucks. I'm waiting. It's it's too early. I don't think it's ever going to be there. It helps to be in a dark room if you do have a mm-hmm. 3D TV. Turn out all the lights. Sit right in the front and center of the screen. When, when are the this the straight up glasses going? Like the ones that you get at the movie theater without the now? They, are they out? Now, LG's, yeah. LG's LG and Vizio are yeah. both using the passive technology. Call, so it's is that LG. better or is the active it's technology? different? It's different. Yeah. It's, it's, the glasses people, are cheaper, which is nice. Glasses are dirt cheap. So, like, well, Vizio includes, like, four pairs right in the box. But it's not as good? Well, it's currently it's half darker. resolution. Yeah, lower res. So, yeah. you're losing ah. half the resolution on the screen. However, a lot of people claim that they don't suffer from any of the flicker issues or other issues where some people get headaches watching the, the right. watching 3D content with liquid crystal shutter glasses. Well, you just take a couple Advil before you start the movie. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe and have that, that barf bag right next yeah. That seems to alleviate some of the issues, though, going to passive. <laughs> However, passive, I believe, also does wide viewing angles a little bit better. You could sit further off to the side, but up and down is where it gets screwed up, too. Hmm. So... Uh, you're being a you're being a guinea pig for a lot of this. Yeah, stuff, that's how I gen. feel. We're on like basically the second gen for active shutter glasses, and the second gen I imagine for passive shutter will double require a double resolution TV. So hmm. they're going to have quad resolution. I was enough, I'll tell you that's what I was excited what, about. Uh, NAB of course there were all the 3D cameras and everything, but there were a lot of 4K displays, yeah. 4K cameras. There was Sony showed an 8K camera, Red showed a 5K camera. To me, and, and, and James Cameron at the keynote talked about the idea of shooting 
48 frames a second for film and 60 frames a second for video. And then what you're getting is a super hyper real image that to me is better than 3D because yeah. it looks like real life. Yeah, less, less blurring per mm. frame. It's too. beautiful. When you, when it's bright. Frame it's crisp. Compared to t- and you know what? It's also it's a multiple of 24. So I think it'll still retain some of that film look, that film yes. quality yes. of video that I, I personally nice. like it. Yeah. So I don't want that to go away, but I wouldn't mind. And in particular, uh, Jackson for The Hobbit. That's where he posted that great post in Facebook. They're shooting those all on uh, on uh, Epics. Doing everything on 48, 48 frames per second. Yeah. He claims, well, his part of it's also that it'll make a better 3D presentation hmm. by improving the detail of each frame. When does that come out? Do you know? I, I, I hate I'm Hobbits. You hate Hobbits? What furry, is wrong with you? Furry-footed little... <laughs> it's just that whole movie... It didn't. Uh, it's a story. Yes, I know it's a story, but honestly, they could have just flew that eagle right to the Mordor and dumped the damn ring. In yeah, about, you know that's a good a, point. In about just fly the eagle right there. Just I used dump to it always in. think that, but I'm afraid to ask it because I figure maybe I didn't quite realize why they couldn't do that. Give up. Because <laughs> it would have been a short movie. Yeah. I, I do like Gandalf. Well, it, who doesn't like Gandalf? I know. Which, pot, which version? Hot smoking wizards are awesome. The white. <laughs> Gandalf the gray. Oh, this does look. Oh no, actually. See, I, I want to yeah, watch this for the audio. There's the chicks. And I like... You know, you can put almost anybody in latex and they're... Well, maybe not. But anybody. I like how they did the young version of... Uh, of uh, yeah. Of... Oh, what's his face? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That was oh, the reverse Benjamin Button effect. They had those it's dots all over his face to track Benjamin every Benjamin. portion of his it's face. It's really cool. And the two cameras and all the infrared lights right there. And it was just a... Yeah, we did a special on it. it was, it's pretty amazing. Cool the stuff. They, they, uh, they used. Look at that. All right, I mean, this looks visually, pretty good. It's, it's all the visual effects, but right? But it's actually a decent it's, plot, too. Right. Bruce Boxleiter in it? No. Is he? Is he still alive? Of course he is. He's my hero. Electrify the boys. The the Do they have the guy who goes, he's not any kind of user, Sock. He's not any kind of program, Sock. He's a user. <laughs> that was that was a... You don't remember that. You didn't well, see I the saw movie. this. They said the same thing. They did? They said the same thing? It was along the same lines. Yeah, people but... go, ooh. We're going to take a break. Kevin Rose is here. David Prager. Robert Heron. It's been too long. The original cast of what was called originally The Revenge of the Screensavers. That you the first out. twit. Tack of it. I didn't whip no. it. I got I got a, a cease and desist from G4. They do uh, technically own that name. Did you get a letter? Did yeah. You frame? The oh, one? I should have framed it. Oh, that would have been awesome. You know, G4 has actually been really nice to me. I'll bet. Yeah, they've been very kind. They uh, they say they have all the old uh, tech TV uh, shows in a vault somewhere. Oh, uh, okay? it was tough. I remember I wanted to find something that they did, and I emailed a few people over there who were will- more than willing to help, but it's just so hard to... They didn't organize the stuff in the vault so they can't it's not easy to find out what tape number certain thing right. is so I yeah can finding even, is tough but i can find like i can find the web the web page associated with a piece of video content but they can't link that piece of content to a tape in their oh. vault yeah but what kills me is they're still taking down some of the videos on youtube like they're i tweeted i tweeted out something that was an old tech tv uh, uh clip it was like a segment why and it was not, it said this has been removed by why? g4 blah 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 and that was like why? six months ago come on guys. i know why? I, don't, I don't get it you know I mean, it sucks because i didn't have a copy of that anywhere i was like oh look at this crazy awesome moment and then like it was gone and i'll never see that again it sucks so god this was at blog world two years ago so i'm starting to wonder maybe if i just dreamed it but the the web guys from g4 came up to me and said leo we have everything ever recorded we have been quietly digitizing it all this time you know putting converting it for the web all this time and we want to put up a tech tv history site 
where everything would be there. But we don't want to do it if you say, you know, I hate the idea. And I said, I, hey, I love the idea. Well, they own techtv.com. So I said, do it. Now, I haven't heard from them ever since. So yeah. I think that's fantastic. And I'd love it if they did that. These, You know, there's some people still within there. I mean, you worked there for... Another six months or so, Kevin. I remember you weren't real happy working there, but you stayed there for a while. Yeah, there are people in there who are fans who would love totally. to see that old stuff come up, be up on the uh, at least on the web, where it wouldn't cost them anything to offer it. Yeah, I wonder how many of those people are still left, though. Not many. Yeah. Well, if they're listening right now, I what happened? I'd love to uh, whatever I can do. And if if nothing else, could I just get some old shows that we could just put in reruns here? We'd run them late night. Wouldn't it be fun to run old screensavers late awesome. night? Would that be awesome? Nobody'd mind that. Does They're not the internet, gonna. Does Internet Archive have any of? I have a bunch of old tech shows. TV really? on videotape on on tape yeah. on VHS tape. Yeah, I, I captured a ton of them for uh, for putting together a reel that I was going to do. Awesome. They gave I me. Just, I have probably have like thirty or forty. Something I, like people that. send me DVDs once in a while. You know, I have a collection, but I don't dare. When I get them, I'll show a couple and I'll go, oh, I don't want to get sued, so I'll just, I'll chicken out. Yeah, but worst case, they're just going to send you a, a cease and desist. Initially. You're right. All right, we're going to take a break when we come back. John, John, look in, I think there's some, I think there's some DVDs down here or somewhere. We'll see if we can find some old, I'd love to find it. Somewhere I have Kevin Rose's first appearance on uh, <laughs> oh, really? Tech TV. I think that's actually still on YouTube. Oh, is that the one where he found... Uh, the Dark was, Tipper. And we found a... You have found a hole in the chat capability yep. in, yeah. in an MSN chat of some sort. Yep. Is that on YouTube still? I don't know. I'm going to see. You know what's sad is uh, Google Video's going away. They're killing Google Video Why at the end of the so month. Why is that so sad? Well, I mean, you know, there's some there's some stuff on Google Video that's not on YouTube. Can't they see? That's what confuses me. Maybe Why the not transition is bad. At, at one point, I thought that everything that was on Google Video, they somehow magically transcoded it into a YouTube account. That's of sorts. what I figured they'd do, but maybe not. They need a button that says <clears throat> "Move it over," and they yeah, apparently they don't. Versus, They're not doing versus it. Just download it. I want to say Kevin Rose's first appearance on the screensavers. The day are YouTube videos kept forever? Oh, this is it. It's the last episode of the Attack of the Show. Theoretically, yeah. That you were on. And they showed a video of you from your first appearance. So hmm. we'll, is that it, Kevin? Is that what you're thinking of? It, it, it could have been. It, has, it says, goodbye, Kevin Rose. I'll see if uh, we'll play it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll massive copyright violations ahead. Stay tuned. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, you know, we're all friends. Hey, is GoTo Assist Express, how is that related to GoToMyPC? Same company. Okay. Same back end with additional features designed for remote access. So okay. like eight sessions at once. Oh, So like right. you start and install, you move to the next so I one. I put GoToMyPC on awesome, my mom's computer. And, and I, I manage her You can basically do the same Florida, thing. Florida. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll get you an account. You can do, the, it's the same thing except Saves it has more me. features, like unattended. So she she's not there. She can sit there and watch there. me do stuff. Yeah, she, my like, mom she loves learns, that. And it's like, oh. And you can chat while she's doing it. But this, this would let you do it unattended. Saves me a heart attack. Oh, it's huge. So someone named <laughs> Fee in the chat room, he tweeted out a link to the ultimate gaming machine from 1998. Yeah, we've shown that. In fact, we oh, did. Really? When I first it's started. Kind of, I don't even know what the specs when, are. It's when Colleen amazing. was here, we, we did the, and we first started Twit Live, our live streaming video. <clears throat> we, in, in an homage, 10 years later, 2008, did the ultimate, the, the 10 years later ultimate gaming machine. Actually, 20, is it 10? 10 years later, ultimate mm -hmm. gaming machine. And, um. It was a massive monster machine, but we showed that video too. So, yeah, that that's kind of fun to see because it was a Pentium two. Oh, it, was, it was pretty funky. I remember I was privileged enough. What we down in our products uh, room, we had a, I think it was 
AMD who had the first commercially shipping gigahertz processor. Wow. And they sent us a computer reference box with it. And I remember how giddy I was with excitement just to be carrying it. And <laughs> I was gigahertz. in this little freight elevator and I had I'm like, oh my God, there's a gigahertz computer. Holy crap. And now you've probably... Now got... I won't buy a phone unless it's got two gigahertz processors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding out for the Bionic because I want the two. I just remember the plasma TVs we had at Tech TV. How they were all like... Fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars for a and, forty-two inch. And panel. by the way, all burnt in. Oh, badly. So badly. I guess that's not a problem anymore. But boy, no, they were badly. You can do burnt. it if you really, really try. But you really have to. <laughs> pretty much have to go unconscious for about five days. Right. I think they all have like the screensavers. They'll mic- they, microscopically yeah. move the screen. You do a little and pixel stuff like orbiting that. where they slowly yeah. move the picture around yeah. and. Yeah. Among other stuff. Hey, this portion of uh, this week in tech, our sixth anniversary episode, brought to you by one of our newer sponsors, but we sure love them. The great guys, Anthony Castellana and his crew at Squarespace.com. Squarespace.com slash twit if you'd like to sign up for a free trial. I know they, they advertise on Revision 3 as well. They're yeah, just indeed. Great, great little company. Actually, not little anymore. They got, what did they get, $48 million in venture capital? Something, I can't remember. They're doing all right, thank goodness. Because they, uh, they offer a service that is uh, unique. It's hosting and content management together. And this is the best hosting. Robert, if you were on this... No, no way they'd be able to bring you down. Can I get you an account for 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 uh, HeronFidelity.com? I think it might be time. Let's move off of that WordPress piece of, and come to Squarespace. Come to us. I'll take your code. Well, you, you could us. actually take the code that you have for your existing site, but more, more importantly, I think you can take drop-down menus of all the features that you'd want, pick and choose the ones that you want, and then scale them to the you know what, how you want them to look, what you want the functionality to be for the most part. Uh, it's pretty neat. I'm being I'm being uh, convinced. Without Take the tour. Uh, I tell you a couple of things about Squarespace that you'll like. First of all, um, they start with some great templates, but they're very easy to customize, so they're unique. You don't want Aaron Fidelity to look like everybody else, right? Not at so all. You've got the beginning of these templates, but then um, I don't know if you use CSS on your site. If you do, you can paste the CSS in from your site and make it look exactly like your site. Very cool. So the design, all the designs, you, you paid for a nice design. They're, they can be moved over. Uh, drag and drop. So it makes it very easy, like a, you know the sliders and everything, to like customize. Forum tools. Do they have like a forum? Yeah, they got program? a forum. Nice, great forum. That's one actually. thing I'm kind of missing that I should add. Yeah, well, they you know like oh, any good website now, they realize up. interactivity is the key. So they've got uh, form building and data collection. They've got photo galleries, and if, yes, they have forums. I do a lot of stuff by email, but it'd be nice to have that in a forum environment. I agree. Where everyone can look at it. You have an iPad or an iPhone? I have an iPhone. Yeah, they bought an iPad. For my they have home. a great iPhone app that lets you. Not only post, but also moderate comments, de-spam, look at stats. I love doing that. Yeah. You need, you need to have mobile access to this. Uh, it is vi- the stats package is fantastic. I just go on and on. This is hosting that will never go down on you. Uh, this is a great content management system. You can try it free for two weeks. Squarespace.com slash twit. Click the green button. You don't need uh, a credit card. You just need the site name, Heron Fidelity, the password, and email address. And they don't, by the way, the email is just to let you know that your subscription is about to, you know, your trial is about to run out. And if you forget your password, they won't use it for anything else. And then a little capture and you're done. And they will import from your WordPress blog, WordPress type pad blogger or movable type. So that means everything, comments, links, everything, yeah, images, they all come over so that you're, you basically, you're up and running within, I would say if you started, you know, like the minute the show ends at by 530, you're done. And you've got a site free for two weeks, and then just play with it. That way, you don't have any. But, but, Robert, Robert, you know somebody in the business. If you decide you want a Squarespace blog, I will get you a Squarespace blog at no cost to you. Wow, 
<clears throat> I appreciate that just, just happened. That's that just not for happened. everybody, folks. <laughs> you have to pay so that Robert can get it for free. Squarespace. Dot com slash twit. No, they do. I think Kevin, you're you're on Squarespace. I they, am. They'll give oh. they'll give prominent bloggers. It's a good promotional vehicle. They'll give prominent bloggers uh, a page. You know, because you know when you do the ads, you probably do some ads on HD Nation. I do. So you could have gotten this before. I'm not I, doing I anything actually, for yeah. you. Senior Norton has been pressuring me. He's like, uh, we need oh, Mr. Norton, who never had a web page. We no. set up so many web pages for Patrick. Yeah. I love, I love his Facebook he, page. It's he post, just a blank picture. He posts one silhouette. Really? He's so funny. <laughs> he's like, it's like he's almost like an aversion. Yeah, it would be it. amazing if he came out one time and was like, "I've never used a computer." And we're like, "You're faking <laughs> we it the entire it. time." We knew we knew it. It. He's much more comfortable with a sledgehammer than he is <laughs> yeah. with a computer. Oh, that's for without sure. Without a doubt, this is uh, violating the copyright attack of the show. Oh, this is such a bad copy. There's no anyway, one can complain. So that's Kevin. Who is that? Is that Sarah? I can't even tell. It's so blurry. I think that's Sarah. And that's you, Kevin, your last episode. Have they you heard Kim, Kevin Pereira on Twitter? You should. No, no, I don't have anybody in G4 on Twitter. I don't <laughs> Amazing. He's a nice guy, right? Yeah, he's, he's He seems guy. like a nice guy, but I just don't want to have any G4 people on. You look like you're 12, Kevin. Yes. Look how, look how young you look. Those were the days. This is, uh, this is right about when, you, when we were actually doing... Uh, Maybe episode 10 or 15 of Twit, you announced you were leaving G4. Mm -hmm. They made Sarah be blonde. That's right. They forced her to dye her hair. Jesus. It's a nice set, though. I like the set. Yeah, that was a weird set. That was, I only spent a couple days on that set. And it was just when they so this is when they... Was it Attack of the Show or was it yeah, Screen Yeah, Attack of the Show. Okay. Here's the first. Here's so they're going to roll the first appearance. We have found out there's a service running that lets uh, spammers or could let spammers bombard you with messages. You look now, the Kevin same. Rose, you all know he's usually <laughs> actually, over there in the net camp. Cinebus, I look younger now. <laughs> you do. I actually <laughs> You're thinner. What's happening? What's going on here? <laughs> You're in better shape. Shh, I have Linux a secret and, plan. And, and and how did you find this uh, hole? Well, just playing around with a couple of friends. You know, we like to. Take By the way, that that screen behind us—that's the and, ultimate uh, gaming uh, machine, right there. From the IT department, oh, and a good, wow. good friend of mine, and just uh, Antec case started uh, playing around and, and actually started spamming some machines. Well, the first so this, you don't look you nervous at all, Kevin. You're very calm. Uh, I I was very nervous. You really sweating. did a nice job. This I did is... a shot before uh, I think I, I went on there. You did a shot. Before... I think so. I was I was really no. That was the first time I hosted the, the screen saver. Hosting is a little more scary. Our graphics usually consisted of drawing pictures on the black. We did a lot of black. We did a lot of black. I did that on purpose. I really wanted us to be approachable. I wish I had that that cut out. I used to have to draw up those blackboards before the way, segments. By the way, I have Leo's used to make me draw those blackboards one. up. By the way, there'd be segments of like explain how this works. Remember, I'd go prayer. You'd be like, Kevin, you do a really good job, and I'd go and draw yeah. the little blackboard diagram. I loved that. I did that on purpose. You know, we could have had higher quality, fancy screens. It was a lot. It took I a lot to be. Yeah. I remember you I used put to in be graphics request. These little things, like I want to show how, like, how a laser reads. A oh, CD. forget it. Next week, and I'd go yeah, in there and like I'd, put, I'd give them a picture and they'd give me a diagram and then I'd tell them like I want to animate it like this. And then, no, forget uh, it. Whereas yeah, I remember that. The dude. other thing is, this is very approachable and accessible, and I just didn't want to look too high gloss. I really wanted it to feel. How are you younger now? <laughs> is that oil valet? Yeah. Stem cells. Shots. Stem cells. Tiger blood. Shots. Shots. <laughs> Tiger blood. <laughs> Me and Kate. Tiger blood. Tiger blood. Winning. So, um, yeah, those, that was Kevin's first appearance. And uh, Paul Block, who was our executive producer at the time, liked it so much he decided to call you the dark tipper. And you would come on and do uh, scary hacker, hacker segments. segments. Yeah. And from that, 
You started doing System, which was supposed to be kind of originally hacker. Oh, yeah. Right. Hackery. Yeah, started System. Only did a couple episodes, like three or four episodes of System. And yeah. then Dig was starting to take off at the same time, so I was like, i got to focus on this. The last one you did, we got that guy who was an es- expert on Asterisk. Should have had to make your own PBX, which That's was actually right. kind of fun. That was and I learned hardcore. a lot about it, but it was really That's hardcore. really hardcore. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of show I want to keep doing. I love those kind oh, of those shows. Oh, those are fun, yeah. Um, yeah, System was a great brand. Um, and I don't see any reason. I mean, I don't know. I know that there's a bunch of economical things going on, but it'd be great to, to be able to. We've got a lot of like these little DIY life hacker type shows now. We've yeah. got three of those now. So. System, because uh, it was system.org is the domain that I could mm-hmm. only find. I bought it for like 500 bucks. Uh, uh, it's system got great SEO because system, it doesn't have the E in it. Dude, system.com, dot com became available. I didn't tell you this yeah. like a month ago, and I Get bought it. it. I bought it. That's yes. Nice. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I. Well, I, I know what you. I can tell well, you exactly what it, you're gonna uh, do with it. Kevin Rose. Where, no, not. But where does it? Where does it? Where does it go right now? You should at least forward it to system. Well, I thought org. system's down. Okay. System.org? So yeah, but I thought you guys okay. stopped doing the show. So we're we're talking. We're gonna make a maker space. <laughs> A hacker space in the new studio. We have a special area of the studio. I'll show you. We're going to go over after the show. I'll See show you. you. I'm telling you, it's you know, Make Magazine is going to be over there. We're going to be Jerry Ellsworth's going to be building stuff. I think I think maybe a little system. Nice little little area, a little come nook, on. a little system nook. I definitely come out and do some stuff. Actually, was the broken first or was it later? The broken was first. The broken was yeah. first. That's that's that was my real start because you started plugging the broken. You, you mentioned it a couple times on Tech TV, and I got. Uh, Got a lot of traffic to that that little podcast. People love the broken. Back I, I like those videos. It wasn't podcast. There, there was, was no, no podcasting there. Like, I think RSS barely existed. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, I remember there, when I remember when Chris Perillo discovered RSS and he almost <laughs> his head almost exploded. <laughs> he came running into the conference room at Tech TV. I, this is the same day. I yeah. must be. And he couldn't. He was ba- almost literally bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Like I, RSS, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and it was like, calm down, Chris. Yeah. He was nuts. <laughs> I think he still is nuts. In a good way. In a good Indeed. way. We love Chris. Um, good. The Broken. By the way, you could still get free pizza, apparently. It still works. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Some things never end. Asia has run out of IP addresses. About time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with IPv6, but we're getting close to the end. It has to be coming soon, no? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the first big, um, you know, ISP to run out of uh, IPv4. So you blocks. think of all the devices in a home in the next decade that will have individual, uh, individually addressable devices. And sure, you, oh, yeah. You could NAT all those things. Why but- has IPv6 not been implemented faster? Oh, it uh, it's ugly. No, it's good, but it's ugly because none of the no hardware, uh, none of the routers do it. So you can right now you can get IPv6 from Hurricane Electric. You can get a it's a ton, it's basically a tunneling through IPv4 to you, and you can have, I think a Class C. You can have twenty thirty two thousand addresses mm-hmm. for free because there's so many. Go ahead, have as many as you want. Meanwhile, AP Nick, Asia Pacific Nick, has released the last block of IPv4 addresses. They're gone. So from this day onwards, according to AP Nick uh, Director General Paul Wilson, if you want to build new internet networks and services in Asia Pacific, you have to use IPv6. That'll speed things along. Well, the the limit of IPv4 addresses is. Four million. Four, four, four billion. billion. Just 4.2 billion. Four billion. And with IPv6, it's. I mean, 
It's uh, more than there are grains of sand in yeah, the universe. So. More than the atoms. I'm in surprised the galaxy. that with 4.2 billion, I don't know what the third world has, but I'm surprised it took this long to run out because of the fact that half of every device that gets made now that has that has ability to connect to the internet has to have a designation. Right. A lot of NAT addressing. Yeah, NAT addressing. NAT. Exactly what <laughs> saved it. In fact, what people, some, we had Dane Jasper in here in our triangulation show, which is our interview show. He's a, a SonicNet um, a, a founder and uh, runs it. It's great ISG, independent ISP. Well, he said, the, you may never see IPv6 because you'll, what you'll see is um, natting from, you know, ISP level natting to handle this. Well, Wiki, for anyone who wants to read more, Wikipedia does a great articles for IPv4 and IPv6. That's just good quality reading right there. <laughs> late <laughs> night, late night. Aren't curl, you glad you don't do the broken anymore? <laughs> Kevin says no. <laughs> mobile, mobile. So let's talk about the Flip. Cisco, which bought the Flip, got bought Pure Digital, the creators of the Flip, a San Francisco company two years ago for $590 million. Uh, this week shuttered the company and fired 550 people. That's a loss of a lot of money. I don't have like hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I remember when they bought this wasn't that long ago. And no, we I were all know, saying, "What the hell?" I are didn't they know thinking? all the variables, but I thought, "Huh, maybe Cisco's going to go more cons- even more consumer." I thought, "Is Cisco going to make a phone?" I thought that because uh-huh. I knew phones have video cameras. Uh-huh. I thought, "Wow, they're a big enough company." You know, when Apple created decided we're going to make a phone, people, uh, you know, at first like, "Really, Apple's going to get in the phone business?" And of course, you know, they did. And Cisco's a big enough company; they could have probably designed a pretty amazing phone. Cisco said they wanted to understand the consumer space. They, they didn't have any sense of it. They were near a networking company, and so they said, "We're going to learn about the consumer space." I guess what they learned is they didn't want to be in the consumer yeah. space because they just they could have spun it out. They could have sold it. I, I had a buddy of mine that. Um Knows some folks over in like the M and A department of Cisco. One of the things that he told me is that Cisco, uh, what what they like to see are is anything out there, any technology that's out there that pushes more bandwidth. They want more and more bandwidth being pushed. They'll invest in that technology. That it's like um, uh, they just want to. They want people to upgrade their routers. They want they want big service providers to buy more and more expensive routers. That's their business, and that, that's their business. It reminds me of when uh, HP came to us one time. I don't know if I should say this. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Well, yeah, I'll say it. HP came to us one time and said that they wanted to uh, put a icon on a website that I was working at at the time. I won't say which one. Okay. That said, print print this article, and they were going to pay us like a million dollars because they knew they'd make big bucks because they know off the ink cartridges and all right. that stuff. And I was like, we're not taking that money. Like that's just killing the environment. But they wanted to put this like print this with yeah, HP. But isn't that on every site now? The print this article. Well, I, yeah, there's a lot of it but on that, there, but that just formats the page for. Printer. Well, what but would no, your no, button no, no, have no. done? It triggers, it triggers the actual print process. Uh-huh. So where it would like bring up that thing to so print. So they wanted you to actually would like print. They wanted you to actually go and print more articles. And you, was, and you didn't do that? Uh, it's just a horrible thing. One, it looks makes the site look crappy. Why would you have a big, huge, like, the ad was not like this little tiny print like, Oh, it had icon. to be big. It was like a decent size, like, print uh. this. I'm like, really? Who's printing out these stories? I admire like, you, Kevin, because I'm sure that was big bucks. Now, did Cisco, was like, medium summarily, is, is Flip 100% dead, all the people gone? Because the article, there's an article on GigaOM. Yeah, he uh, suggested they could have sold it, spun a it. Bunch, yeah, sell it, spin it off, or harvest it for what it's worth. I mean, that's better than just killing it and firing people. Uh, I'm, 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 I was surprised by the acquisition, and I'm surprised by the it way just shows it how ended. arrogant a big company can be. Yeah, but who's going to buy it, though? I mean, this, this is my flip right here. 
It's my iPhone. It's right. my Android device. Right. That's my flip. Like, who needs another well, that's why portable the, camera? Yeah, but you have like a seven hundred dollar replacement for a cell mm-hmm. phone compared to say like a two hundred dollar flip camera. And judging by Christmas sales alone, I know so many people that bought that camera to give as a gift. I, I, were they losing money on this? I don't know. And I could have seen them maybe moving into more create create network cameras, create. Add cameras into routers, you know, things like that. I bet but. you they did some of the harvesting type of thing. I mean, a lot of the technology. Like, what do you mean by harvesting? Well, like you take existing processes of making some of the hardware that's in the flip into doing. So they bought uh, it for the IP. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even they the, made four hundred million dollars last think, year. That, that's a sell, lot of even flips. The, the brand name is worth at least five million dollars. And as recently as the Super Bowl, they had those great ads where they showed people's flip videos. I mean, they were spending a lot of money on advertising just a couple of months ago. It, it does feel weird. What, it does what, feel what's, strange. What's the deal with that? Like, why would they buy Super Bowl ads if they knew they were going right. to kill it a couple of months later? Well, obviously, they didn't know. Well, no, that's the way a lot of advertising works. Yeah, they probably this, gave, they gave they money bought to an the agency. Ago. They yeah. had all this money committed to the agency. The agency put these ad campaigns, and they didn't pull the money back out of the agency. Yeah, but they could have changed the ad to like some Cisco router that commercial. It was going as millions of dollars were being spent on promoting it. It's hmm. kind of sad, isn't it? That is it? sad. Well, I don't. I mean, but I mean, come on. I bought two flips for my kids. I never used it. I mean, yeah, they never I, used it. Someone says Cisco did have a phone, the iPhone, because remember they own. Oh, the they name. did own. It. <laughs> That's right. Okay, get this. Jesse Jackson Jr. He's a representative, the House of Representatives, Democrat from Illinois. Listen to what he has to say about why the nation is in economic turmoil. This is from uh, C-SPAN. Of American jobs. Now Borders is closing stores because why do you need to go to Borders anymore? Why do you need to go to Barnes & Noble? Just buy an iPad and download your book. Download your newspaper. Download your magazine. Chicago State University in my congressional district, in freshman class, they're not being given textbooks any longer. They're all being given iPads as they enter school. President Wayne Watson hopes to have a textbookless campus within four years, where at this state university, they no longer have textbooks. Well, what becomes of publishing companies that, and publishing company jobs? What becomes of bookstores and librarians and all of the jobs associated with paper? Well, in the not too distant future, such jobs simply will not exist. Steve Jobs is doing pretty well. He's created the iPad. Certainly, it's made life more efficient for Americans, but the iPad is produced in China. It's not produced here in the United States. So the Chinese get to take advantage of our first American, our First Amendment value. That is, to provide freedom of speech through the iPad to the American people. But there is no protection for jobs here in America to ensure that the American people are being put to work. He says the iPad uh, is killing the American economy. Uh, well, I mean, what now I mean, wait a minute. This gets worse because one month ago, the same guy, Jesse Jackson Jr., and he got a lot of heat for it. Said that the federal government should buy an iPad for every student in America because it was the future of America. Not intended to be a factual <laughs> statement. <laughs> Apparently, he's very confused. He says the the problem in America is that the iPad is eliminating thousands of American jobs. Now, he does have a point. I mean, it is being made in China, but come on. It's like saying, you know, oh, the buggy whip makers, they're all out of work now. What are we going to do? 
That was the only point that he had. Was what about the students who can have books that cost say yeah. one tenth of what the print yeah. books cost? That's a scam in and of itself. But well, I mean, there's a lot of people that are trying to stifle innovation. Um, I mean, there's a couple of examples. One of them, there's two examples. One of them, Kevin can speak to more in a second. But one of them was like, there's a company called Uber, Uber that does. Uh, Basically, Uber media. Private, private car dispatching oh, uh, in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had all the uh, pedicabs in yeah, South by Southwest. And, yeah. and part of it was part of the cease and desist was not only like the way it's legally supposed to work, but the fact that they might be competing with the jobs that are provided to the people that have oh, the to drive the cabs. Now, the example that Kevin's going to give here, if he doesn't know what I'm talking about, I have no is, idea. The example that Kevin's <laughs> going to give is the people that do square. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, and square. like that was. And, and they were being the, sued by, was it Verisign? Uh, yeah. And so Verifone, with right? oh, yeah. what they wanted to do is saying that instead of like, you know, Square who made this great technology where you can interface Not with sued, an iPad they and an were iPhone being... and you can scan the credit card across the top, they're saying that that's going to propagate fraud to try and and basically what they're doing is they're trying to protect their business number one and two, they're trying to take away uh, the, the they're trying to take away the threat that this company provided to what their core business was, which is like Verifone demanded that Square recall their credit card readers. Yeah. Well, the sad thing is that you can buy a credit card reader for like thirty dollars right. off the internet. And any blank credit card reader, I can put any sticker I want on the outside right. and go walk up to someone and say, right. "Hey, I'm going to sell these flowers to you. Let me swipe your card," and then I have their credit card. Right. Or I'm a waiter and I can take it in the back room and take a picture of the front and the back, and I have the credit card. Well, what's also so interesting I, is so if, your point is that this is. An example of people who are entrenched businesses currently mm-hmm. terrified by the changes that are happening. Well, I mean, in another way you can put it is that if you're worried that, like, the we're if we're falling behind to other countries who are in the technology sector who are innovating on things, if we stop the ability of a Steve Jobs to take his team at Apple on creating something like an iPhone, on Jeff Bezos on creating the Kindle, you're not you're going to fall that much further behind to other companies and I mean other countries that are allowed to do those things. Well, the thing is. If there was an option, it's it's too bad that those things aren't manufactured in the United States. That's the bigger one, isn't like, it? No, was, it would cost a lot more, though. I know, Kevin. but if there was an option to pay an extra ten dollars for my iPad, wouldn't you and do that? Manufactured in the U.S. of A., I, I would do it. do it in a heartbeat. Let's do that. Well, there's another. I think I agree with you 100. percent We're talking about Paul Allen being on 60 Minutes. There was a story a couple of weeks ago that's talking about the business taxes in the United States and the reason that you've got all these Fortune 500 companies, Facebook included, that are putting significant uh, location no uh, significant. Uh, presences in other countries, a specific couple of con- c- countries, because they will not get taxed at the rate that the U.S. corporations will get taxed. And so it makes sense for them to go over there because they can legally go Oh, you're talking about the that. Irish sandwich and the uh, and Google. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, Google if, paid if, if, Twit yeah, was ma- if Twit was making, you know, more than a couple billion dollars. Well, I actually would like to announce the opening taxed. of our Irish branch mm-hmm. and we're going to license all podcasts to them. But imagine <laughs> if your revenue was a billion and you could save a hundred million of it I by know. just opening up a little office in, in Ireland somewhere. You'd do it. It's more complicated. And everyone, that, but. I know, but you know, no one would blame me for doing it either. Well, I kind of blame Google for doing it. I mean, it's legal. Well, think if you're a publicly traded company and you've got shareholders. You, you have to, that. don't you? I mean, the shareholders say you have to. So if so, if you could pay, would it be ten bucks though? It'd be more like that's what I would want to know. 50. Be like a thousand bucks more. <laughs> Fifty. How much more would it be? Out of zero. I don't know. It's How much does the labor just, go like into? It. But like what kind of the problem is that we don't have the technology, right? We don't have the fabrication plants like they do out there. Like I, I don't really I think it's the labor. I, I don't think so. Is it, the is it it's strictly the labor? Toronto, Toronto. Uh, is like I know we make production in China saves about twenty percent. I think that sounds about right. So add twenty percent. I'd be willing to pay twenty percent more. You should just make two versions. Right, absolutely. You said, here's the here's the red, white, and blue version. It's 20% more, but you're supporting American in jobs and American industry. 
I would do that. I think a lot of people would, actually. I think it'd be a good move for a lot I of I like it. Google's doing all right, by the way. Uh, their uh, quarterly earnings call was uh, on uh, Friday. Your stock took a dump the other yeah, day. Yeah, the stock... Well, you know why? Hard. Oh, get this. This, uh, this is the stock market's crazy. <laughs> so Google made $8.58 billion in three months. Almost $3, $3 billion a month. Profit, $2.3 billion in three months. It was lower than the analysts expected. Right. So it uh, dumped the stock. I don't know. I think buying a buy, I think a company that's making two point three billion dollars every three months seems like a good company. It's it's scary though. A lot of <laughs> it's scary. It, it, it's, a lot of people. Google's. Are you scared by Google? Uh, I'm not. Uh, you're. An, I mean, you're an internet. Uh, you know, king. You're a savvy internet guy. You know how this <laughs> stuff works. You had some gut feelings that you expressed about about the CEO departing, Schmidt departing. The Schmidt thing was weird. It just CEO felt was. weird I'm to see. Google. Like there was pictures of them like hugging the day after, yeah. and it's just like you've just, been through a CEO transition. This is no way this was amicable. Some, there's something going on behind the yeah. scenes here. Like, and let me look what else happened. So Larry comes in last week. He names uh, kind of a gang of six that are running Google. Marissa right. Meyer's not on that I know, list. I know that was interesting. She supposedly got promoted to cover uh, local by Eric. Larry gets in there. She's got no, you know, she's still there, but she's not in the five, in the top hmm. six. Hmm. That one. Yeah, What's, that's the picture. It's on. The that was like the day after. Like the two guys, the two guys that are staying her in the in car. In Prius. And like, <laughs> and they're saying, bye, Eric. See yeah, you. Eric, Eric standing on the outside, like, let me in. Have a nice Unlock life. the doors, guys. Uh, Good luck. Unlock the doors. <laughs> I have to think that uh, Larry decided he wanted to run the place, right? He said, and I think that as much as well, and they've Eric had a few misses. They've had a few, you they know, have. they've they've done a few things like they Google have. Wave and a few other products that have come Buzz. out where people have looked at it and said, "eh, this isn't the best." Yeah, they have cars that drive. It happens that if they can get that car that yeah, drives, give itself, me that car that they said ten more years. When that happens, that's a life changer. They could do it now. What are you talking about? It works really well. It's, they've driven hundreds of thousands of miles. They have a million miles, I believe, so far on their test vehicles. And no accidents. Not one. No, they had one accident where it got rear-ended. It wasn't their fault. Oh, I know, but that's awesome. There's a one accident. Yeah, we got rear-ended. <laughs> huh. Some idiot just, human was driving. System. So you figure in 20 years, that'd be pretty commonplace. 10 years, it'll be the first of the doctors. No, because the problem is not technology. The, the problem laws, is right? human Humans do not want robots driving their car. Okay, I do. I do. <laughs> you I are not go human. I don't want windows do. anymore. I just want to climb inside of a vehicle. I just want to be able to couches. get in and have a good old time in there. You can <laughs> I you know, take a nap. Yeah, take a nap. You can hang out with your girlfriend. Take me to this you want. You can hang out Take with your the girlfriend. long way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to dry, You want to join the thirty thousand mile club? Text um, away while you're doing it. I, I think so I talked to an expert in this subject. He said we're there. We could do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we need to get the roads in and, you know, different stuff. But it's mostly, it really is mostly uh, human, uh, you know. Just hesitation. Hesitation. They, they just don't. the traffic, too. I they don't trust the traffic. The drunk he driving. He had an interesting vision. For instance, you don't need to ever own a car. Um, I need to go home. Boop, 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 boop on my iPhone. I go Uber. Pulls up. I say, Uber, I'm going to need a car to get home. That's he says, crazy. you don't drive an RV anywhere. You drive your car and you have the RV meet you there. Okay, See, if in these, a, in if a these we- cars are autonomous, it's not just us in them. Yeah, but that's weird. That, it's that them is- arriving at the spot that you need them. In a weird way, I'm almost against that now. <laughs> that like- seems so strange to see these cars driving around by themselves. 
Like, how weird is that? <laughs> like, with nobody in the car? That's, but, I mean, okay, so you're there with your girlfriend, you're not paying much attention. It's the I same know, thing. but at least I'm a human in the car. I don't like oh, judging. Yeah, good. So, so you'll know when you... San Francisco drivers, this is a good thing. We need this. Uh, yeah, that's a we good We need point. more more robotic vehicles. But think about the jobs for all the people driving the cars. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> what about the buggy whip manufacturers? <laughs> you don't need the buggy whip anymore. Oh. So, uh, what it's been really, I'm so glad to get you guys back in here for our sixth anniversary episode. Uh, it just really um, warms the cockles of my heart Aww. to call you guys my friends. And, and I think everybody who's watching the show feels the same way. Robert Heron, it's so nice to see you again. Always a pleasure. HeronMedia.com. Yes. Heron Fidelity. <laughs> I'm sorry. Heron Fidelity. Why do I never, I can it's never okay. get it right. It's, it's because Robert Chang, Roger Chang named you. My brother. You guys missed the most fun My gossip brother. story of the week. What's the best oh. gossip story of the week? Mark Zuckerberg and his ownership of Facebook. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, you know what? What's this the, is a good story. I couldn't new miss info. this. So this guy, I wanted to read. this guy, Celia is his name? Celia. He uh, initially, I mean, look, this guy has been con- is, is a convicted felon for fraud. So, you know, you throw the whole thing out. He says, oh, I own half of Facebook because. Wood chip fraud. Wood chips. Wood, chi- wood pellets. Wood he had wood a pellet store. Yeah, yeah. That's not the worst fraud. Wood pellet. <laughs> it's, it's just wood pellet fraud. I think he basically sold. <laughs> kind of seems, <laughs> it doesn't seem like that big a deal. Bad. Ship him. All right, but let's point it this way. I mean, you guys convicted of fraud, okay? And now he comes forward and says, "Well, when uh, when this Zuckerberg kid was a sophomore at Harvard, uh, he wrote a thing for me called what? Scan some facts. Stop. Oh, it was called uh, Street Facts. Street Facts." For, I paid him a thousand bucks. I have the canceled check, and then he said, "I have this other thing called the Facebook. Would you be interested in investing?" He said, "I'll give you half," says Zuckerberg, and uh, the guy gave him a thousand bucks that he cashed, supposedly. That he cashed. They've got the cash check, and they've got a bunch of you know damning emails. Eventually, Zuckerberg says, "Oh, the Facebook thing's not going so well." Uh, can I buy you out? Uh, because I'm sorry I used your money, and uh, it's just a flop. Of course, did he, he offer to buy him out, or he just said it's not going to? He did. Go? He offered to okay. give him his well, money back. Well, this is the emails, the alleged yeah. emails, the alleged emails. Yeah, exactly. Alleged. But now, of course, emails can be forged. There's um, a lot of emails there, though. That was the only. There's the, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm really. It's all alleged. On but how well do you know Business Insider, the publication? They they're good. It's a big yeah. long article, and they interviewed the firm that's the, yeah. this guy. Hires. It's a white shoe law big, firm. It's a big law why firm. Why would this guy wait seven years though? That doesn't make sense. His, his reason for waiting seven years, which is both good and stupid, and maybe not true, is that. As soon as he was getting sued for this wood pellet thing, he went through to dig up a bunch of documents to help figure out what was going on with the wood chip lawsuit, <laughs> and then dug up, oh, yeah, this guy Mark paid, gave me 50% of that company of his. It's totally possible. What it kind of underlines, you know, Mark, it kind of, uh, better than I do, but it kind of underlines the fact that Mark, all along, every time these things come up, seems like he was just a little, you know, he was a young guy, he was a long time ago, but he was a little bit... Um, I had a kind of a loose ethical uh, compass, you know. I think I think when you're that age, though, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I did a lot of really Absolutely. stupid shit when I was like in my and early I would 20s. not blame him for that. I agree with you 100. percent And I look at that, and I'm like, eh, it just sounds like someone that was in their early 20s doing something. Or he wasn't even in his 20s. No, he was in his. He was 19, 19 or, or 18. Like he was just a kid. Yeah, I did a bunch of dumb stuff when I was that age. You still do dumb stuff. I know. He's talking bit. about the going around with your girlfriend in the backseat of a, a moving vehicle. It's automatic. Wow. It drives itself. <laughs> <laughs> better, better than most people. So do. the thing is, there's a lot of this evidence. He's got this new big law firm. Uh, presumably, the Zuckerberg hard drives have already been 
confiscated. Remember, because of the other, the Winklevi lawsuit. So, yeah, but hard drives from back then. He doesn't have the same computer. Like, what hard drives? But I mean, they had them. They so if I mean, in other words, they were already subpoenaed. I don't know. Apparently. I don't have servers. my hard drives from like five. We should yeah, say the email that, servers is if they actually, can find this on like a Hotmail machine or Yahoo Mail or something, and the email's actually on there right. and they can verify. It, if, that's when you're kind of the weird thing about this article. Also, regarding the emails, if somehow they can validate an email, and in the email, the alleged email, it says that he Facebook, is or stalling an these upperclassmen. That lends, lends more credibility to the Winklevoss, who I think are jackasses from the first in the first place, just because they. Once they got their settlement and they say they're not being greedy, I think that's just wrong. They got they're they got thrown out of court. The judge last week said, "Guys, you got enough." They got uh, they got uh, enough uh, uh, percentage of Facebook that the the settlement's now worth about 160 million dollars for for their idea. And the judge said, "You know, if you want to this I'm he, the judge threw it out. However, they could appeal to the Supreme Court, which would be interesting. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think. Why at, when you have 160 million dollars, just say thank just, you. Just go chill with a margarita and, and just like have a good were, old time. Like what are you doing? Now here's the thing that somebody told me. Here's the thing that somebody told me that I had another zero to that. Somebody <laughs> said oh. that there was evidence that their code was in the Facebook original Facebook. That now how do you feel? What if he took some I of their? I still got code? 160 million dollars. I'm chilling on the beach. <laughs> I don't even use the internet anymore at that point. <laughs> So I don't know. Uh, People like, you have an email address? No. You figure that they'll throw some, they'll right. throw some money at this guy. You live in out on interest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you worry about. I don't know. That's you, me though. You gotta you gotta give credit to. But that's only one. Like, oh, but the best, the best part is yacht. this guy's like you know that Mark Zuckerberg is a damn good coder. For some reason, if I end up in charge of Facebook, I'd hire him to work for the company because he's a good coder. He said that. Yeah, in the article. <laughs> that, that that's that, that's what's fun. <laughs> I hire him. Yeah. If at some point in the future I start running Facebook, oh, I guess I'm going to have to hire him to keep running the company. I really don't have much interest in it. He doesn't have much interest in Facebook. He just, you know. Fair. It's a very interesting story. I don't know what to make of it, but uh, you're right. It's the best gossip of the week. There's going to be a sequel to the movie. Yep. Social yeah. Network 2, folks. That'd be awesome. The implosion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just I, hope Facebook doesn't go the way of MySpace or something. <laughs> I, I at this point, I think it's over. You're right? a happy Facebook user, right, Leo? I am actually. I gave up. It tells me when everyone's birthday is. That's the you most. Can't I, yeah, totally. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Feature I use. You can't not be on Facebook. That's just the fact of it. Robert Heron is. I'm gonna try this again. Heron Media. No, <laughs> HeronFidelity.com. Oh, I love you. No, I figure if we bring HeronMedia.com down, you know, now, then we won't bring your site down. I'm, I I've locked it down and I upgraded WordPress, but that might not be enough. It's still up. I'm telling you, Squarespace. I, you know what? That's where it's going. Heron Fidelity. Okay, everybody, I've just show the Robert this. Show Robert the error of his ways. Yep. Everybody, go to HeronFidelity.com <laughs> right, right now. now. Yep. And your I'll site see. will be up and down for the rest of the week. Let's awesome. see if he can. Oh, it's look. down. It's down right now. <laughs> oh, that's oh, now it's back up. And... Service temporarily unavailable. All right, I'm sorry. We're going to, we're going awesome. to Squarespace. <laughs> Squarespace it is. Uh, and Robert, if you get a big bill from your uh, hosting company, please send it along to me. <laughs> I should be okay. We'll I'm just it. disappointed. We'll take, we'll take care of that. My free caching algorithm failed me. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to Squarespace. <laughs> Just great to see you again, Robert Heron. Thank you for coming in here. And, of course, HD Nation on uh, 
Texilla. Yeah. With Mr. Patrick Norton. We're doing it up. David L. Prager. What's the L stand for? Lawrence. 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 Yep. Larry Prager. Indeed. David Larry Prager. He's at DL Prager on the Twitter. He is at revision3.com. Any new shows? It sounds like there's Life Africa style shows. That's neat. Yeah, it's great. Like like how to do stuff and yeah, we got a couple. Uh, I mean, well, I keep thinking we have a show called Scientific Tuesday, which is just making you know smoke bombs. But that's you know those are projects as well. And uh, Pragerpedia Ooh. is p r a g e r p e d i a dot net. Which I do not own, but David I'm very flattered. <laughs> does it have nothing to do with it? <laughs> but if you just ask, those teeth, amazing. What what kind of toothpaste do you use? They're white. Right, well, I use the flashlight. Straight bleach. Just... What should I ask it? What oh, should no. I ask it? Oh, no. Did Mark Zuckerberg cheat Paul Celia? Question mark. If someone's already asked that, I'm be surprised. So then, what happens if it's a question nobody's asked? It'll ask you to pro- help provide an answer. How do I get? Is there a return button? I don't know. It should be a submit broken. Somewhere. Broken. Uh-oh. Uh, what is up? What is up? I don't see a button. Am I missing something? That's the website's down. I can't get to it. <laughs> we broke Breakerpedia. <laughs> Christ, I can't go anywhere on the internet. The army is strong. The army is strong in this one. Mr. Kevin Rose, also great to see you. Milkink.com, that won't go down. And uh, Yes, please sign up for the newsletter. I will be sending out updates as we uh, announce products at milkink.com. Very cool. Really thrilled to hear. And iOS first, you think, huh? iOS first. Yeah. We got, uh, of the apps and things we want to build, we have two iOS things we want to build and a couple web apps. Cool. Um, I don't think I have anything to plug. I think I'm done. I just want to thank everybody for being here for the first six years. I can't wait to see what the next six years holds. We're going to go over to the uh, new studio and take a little you tour. You plug your venture capital uh, raise for the round by round five percent for anybody Angel, writing me. A, does that establish the valuation of the company? Capital not, not invest, I think you can do a convertible note, so you don't have to establish that. Hey, right, Kevin, now. you got you throw some bucks. I'll throw a few bucks in. Angel investor. No, I feel, I'd feel guilty taking your money. I couldn't do that. I'd okay, do fine. We'll just, he'll just be... You want to buy a brick, you can I'll buy a brick. It. You'll, you'll sell like the Huffington Post. <laughs> as long as you sell like the Huffington Post in a few years. I uh, think we will. What did they get? 130? We're going to be worth half a billion. 350? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, know. for being here. We'll see you next week. Another it's, Twit it's is in the can. Hello, everybody. We're here with Kevin and David and Robert Heron. Graham and uh, our old friend Gary, who's been a great help. We're going to give them a look at the, the new studio. Actually, I think this is the first time we've done a tour of the new studio since before we did the demolition. So this is the building. This is an old furniture factory, uh, turn of the century furniture factory that was a drugstore when I first moved to Petaluma. And then Bias, remember that Bias Sound? They moved in here uh, uh, five years ago. It's been vacant for a couple of years. We've got to eventually we've got to replace the Bias logo, but we're going to be a little bit stealthy right now. Um, all of this stuff, we're going to take off. Yeah, they're actually really good, although a friend of mine, developer, said, oh, you got Creedence, the most expensive uh, company in town. Said, yeah. It's, uh, so this will be the front entrance. This will probably be buzzered with a phone. You guys go on in. 
glass already here, right? No, I put this all in. That's awesome. So um, this is the this is going to be a reception desk. There's a Twit logo over there. It's going to be a glowing a Twit logo with a gear around it. We kind of want to echo the gears that are, um, you know, we're kind of the screensavers thing with the gears. So this is going to be a locked uh, door and the big glass door locked there. It'll be sealed in, and then you'll be buzzed in here. Receptionist recognizes you, buzzes you into the studio. Um, I'll show you Alex, uh, Alex's stuff first because it's over here. This is our conference room. This is where the bricks, if we sell bricks, the brick wall will be here and it'll go around and around here. We get about 400 bricks right here. We're thinking for a fundraiser. Oh, that's a cool way to do it. You yeah. Need to brick or something right. Like that. Yeah, get your name on a brick and it goes all the way around here and around here. So this side is Alex's. Area. He's taking about a third of the day. I didn't even realize he moved up here. So yeah, he moved up here. Yeah. So there's the green screen. I guess the lights aren't out. Right, but um, and then he's gonna put a mocap set here, like 30 camera motion capture. Yeah. So that'll be handy because we'll have it. We'll have access. Just yeah, and he's going to use this as his uh, control room. We'll, we'll put, Edgar's will go, this is one of our edits. Uh, edit slash, so we, we put in desks for the editors. Stuff like that. That's awesome. This, the, the painting is done, so this is the color for this. Sweet. Yeah, we're getting there. Nice. Uh, we got to refinish the floor. Uh, this is the kitchen. And they built, so they're going to duplicate my, um, this is the replacement for the stuff behind me. They built this all to look the same, but it's got lighting, it's got more lighting areas and stuff. So this will all be going in my office. Um, there's a maker space. It's going to go back in there. There's a roll up. There's an alley behind here. You can there's a roll up there and you can get into the roll. I can show you that. Let's show you that. So that's like the shop. Yeah, it'll be a shop, but it'll be a studio too. So we were thinking either here, but I think this is really, we were thinking this is true, but I think this should be a studio and a makerspace. And I think almost a public makerspace that people could come in, have projects, and then we show it. Just because it was a drugstore, that conveyor belt is down in the basement. Is this similar to like what Squid Labs would be doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta leave that. You gotta do something with We've it. We've already written it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I didn't write it, but somebody already wrote it. Much to our insurance company chagrin. Yeah, very cool. Fits in there. And so all the film in your office? You will. Yeah, I'll do exactly. I'll do the tech guy. I'll do all the one man shows in there. Uh -huh. So that'll be my office. Uh, Lisa's office or CEO's office is here. She's also glassed in. 
So partly so we can see her as much as so she can see us because we want to have stuff going on. Um, this is going to be the newsroom set. This is where Tom and um, the TNT show will be on this set. Yeah, right. Here. So we're going to test the newsroom. There'll be a one-man set kind of there. The control room is actually around this pillar. We're building a desk that rotates so that cameras are everywhere and lights are everywhere, but the the, the director can rotate around depending on what show they're shooting. Oh, that's kind of awesome. will be here. This is a round table. This will be a round table set. There's um, there's things you can drop down and change these backgrounds, or we'll light it in the office. One of the reasons we wanted that glass. And then this is a living room kind of set here for some of the shows where we're staying. These are the portholes I was talking about. They'll have the screens look along. So. This is a, you can almost do like a today show crowd. Absolutely. This this will all be clear, so you'll be able to see it. And that's what we buy and watch it. And then curtains here if we want to draw them or open them. And then this is going to be a brick, we're putting a brick facade up there with some um, cross beams. Roger having his design, we'll do it eventually, but I mean not the right way. These arches to echo the screensaver arches, there were three arches. And one of them comes down here. So there'll be this desk here that can rotate the TriCaster beyond the mixing board. But all the gear is down below because we can drill holes in this board. Are you, you can just drop wires down. Are you going to keep it as a mean levitate meaning you can We don't need to because I'll show you. Okay. Because in the basement, there's room for all the gear. So everything will be racked below where it's quiet and cool yep. and just wires and controls. Uh, we even have a makeup room. We couldn't figure out what to do with this little room here. Did you release this place? Yeah, same time. That's a What? I know. Yes. Wow. It's vacant. And it's true wire. Wired by this uh, startup. I'll show you. We have a server. So they put all this money. They built all these red things. All of this was built. We actually took out offices to make this square. We took out two offices. In. And they had cubicles going there. We took out a lot of stuff uh, to make the space for the studio. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> If we were on camera, I might say something like, well, we'll probably put people like Chad now. <laughs> He's not a person. But so what we're going to do is we're going to put a um, fence. Uh, all the gear, this is, we're right below, this is where the TriCaster is above. So all the gear, there's a rack here with all the TriCasters and stuff down here. And then wires just come down. You, know, you have to invite Ryan Vance down here. Yeah, he'd love it. Because he wouldn't fit. Yeah. No, I mean, he wouldn't he fit. Oh, I know. Especially <laughs> Jason Howell. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you can see all this all this wire was pulled by wires. Yeah. Who has to so uh, we're in great shape in terms of wires. Awesome. I don't know if sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we don't understand. Uh, Actually, there's a little mystery here. This is not quite Alex Cohen's fault. But who is Dennis? And what did he do to irritate the previous owners? That's my question. So I, I want to put a gym down here. I mean, I have all sorts of ideas. We'll certainly have you know, lots of storage. Uh, engineering can be down here. There's a lot of stuff. And I'll show you. We have So that's that conveyor. And this was the this was where the drugstore store all the Storage is not a problem. Storage is not a problem. <laughs> we could put a lot of stuff here. 
Is there an elevator in this building? No. Yeah. But there's that conveyor belt yeah. if you're really lazy. You get a conveyor belt done later. So all the wiring trunk is in here. So what was that, a pole or the... No, it was just that. Nice. So, um, 35 megabits symmetric right now already in there. Nice. Because um, we're about a block from the central office. So oh, sweet. We're going to get two oh, of those. Sonic. Yeah, it's from Sonic. 35 megabits. That's awesome. You pay for 20, and anything you get above 20 they, they throw is free. So, because we're so Symmetrical close. Now? Symmetric awesome. Up and down. But that'll be for streaming, for uh, video, so we can do uh, you know the Skype calls and all that stuff. And then we'll have a separate land for the office. And we've got a really good. Are you IT doing guy. your own hosting as well, or are you taking no. CDNs take your own? Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a really good IT guy we're contracting with who's doing these. He's going to do the, the, uh, virtual VLANs all around to support QoS and stuff. So this is the, he did a nice job. It's good to have space. What well, space we got? We were planning, but I can't. I, this is on, on hold. I was going to put a shower. Oh, yeah. Audio is a little yeah. funky back right down here. So um, I could have a gym, little gym in here and stuff. And have give the boys a chance to work out. So apparently, the previous tenants would roll this door back. This is a big door onto the alley. This is how they come in. This is their front door. Huh. They roll it back. Well, if you ever have big parties, I think you need to decide. Absolutely. We've outgrown the place, man. As Alex will tell you, we're all chanting like, oh, yeah. like this in there. They got six or seven people around that table, and it's just really crazy. So we're actually in a big hurry to get in here. So I think what we'll do uh, is finish the painting and the carpeting, you know, things like that, and maybe do the brick wall, and then get in here with with you know whatever we can. At least have two sets up so we can get people out of the cottage into a more comfortable space, and then slowly finish it. Because there's a lot more to do. There's like water houses to touch. All right, I hope you enjoyed the tour. That's uh, that's the current state of the what I call the brick twit house. And for a mere, I don't know what we have to say, 100 bucks? 100 bucks, you can have a brick on the wall there with your name or your Twitter handle or whatever. This is the premium space up here. This is not such a space. Yeah. Maybe I'll charge a little extra. <laughs> You're gonna get see it. embedded with those little USB thumb drives. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's cool. I know the guy did that. It was a really great art project. Yeah, yeah, Isn't that yeah. cool? Yeah. 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 We could do that. We get a little USB. Oh, yeah. You come and plug in. <laughs> get get whatever there. Well, thanks for coming over. I appreciate yes. it. Yeah, sure. Great to see you. We're getting there. You've been through this before, Kevin. I know.